buy stuff. What's up, everybody? This is Carrick with ACG, and I'm here with Abzi and Johnny, Gene Park, and Mike Williams. And we are doing the Best Gaming Podcast live. Thanks to these guys for showing up. You guys will see Silver and Reg next week, for sure. We haven't banned them from the channel. I've just been adding a person each time because I, I wasn't really aware of how last uh, podcast was going to go. It went great, by the way. Number one, and it wasn't because these guys were gone, I want to say. But uh, it, it's one of our it's, highest It's because Canada podcasts. had no internet. It's because <laughs> Canada had no internet. Yeah, the Canadians would have voted it down, Dan. Oh, yeah. But, but no, we had uh, a, a spectacular podcast um, with Brian Edward Hill. So if you guys haven't got a chance to check that one out, you know, we're on Spotify, we're on iTunes, but I love having these two on and we decided let's get together and talk about some good stuff. Let's discuss games. And because this week isn't filled with game news, we're going to also uh, talk about other stuff as well. Maybe, maybe some pizza talk just cause I'm really hungry already. Um, let's start with these guys to see what they've been playing though. First, Mike, what have you been playing? Uh, right now I'm playing Urbex city builder. Uh, which is a little oh. indie game, mm -hmm. um, you know, SimCity-ish, Voxels. Uh, it's not, like, don't go into it expecting, like, another City Skyline SimCity. It's a little bit more of, like, a puzzle game, mm -hmm. almost, when you finally get into it. And uh, But it's it's a nice, chill city-building experience in the same way another recent indie, uh, Terra Nil, is, hmm. which is just like... Ah, I just need to vibe just a little bit, just sometimes. Uh, Relaxation much, game? Is that, yeah, yeah, that and uh, Fire Emblem Three Hopes. That's the DLC for Fire Emblem, right? That's, That's the, it's, uh, it's the Warriors game. Sorry, it's Fire Emblem Warriors oh, Three oh, Hopes. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, what do you think? of Can you talk about it? Is it under? It's out, right? No, it's out. You, it's been what, out. It's yeah, been sorry. Out. Uh, so what did you think of that one? Uh, I love it. I'm a, I'm a uh, Musou fan. Mm -hmm. uh, so once you get in, it's like gardening to me. Like you just get into that little range. And again, you're just vibing, just hitting people, uh, like beating the shit out of giant armies of folks uh, with hot anime people. It's Hell yeah. Fun. Which house did thing... you go with? Oh, go <laughs> huh? Which which house did you go with? Uh, I'm, I mean... Claude and and Edelgard are are scrubs. Edelgard. No, no, they're scrubs. <laughs> Forget them. Claude is a cop. Edelgard is, mm, uh, you know, she's royalty. You gotta, mm -mm, you can't. I like go I, I like the lines. dark mage guy with her though. I I like I like him. Okay, more. yeah, yeah, that is true. But uh, not gold lines today, or, or whatever they're called. I was gonna uh, ask Golden um, Deer. Yeah. <laughs> it, it feels to me like whenever a big IP goes to the Dynasty Warriors, it's like their B-movie version of whatever, or the sequel that isn't got the main actor. It's always that side thing. You know how you get a sequel, like, yeah. you know, you get a new Mummy movie and they replaced Rachel Weiss or whatever her name is with <laughs> another lady, and you're like, eh, you know, we sort of get it. That's what all those Dynasty Warrior games are. I did the Dragon Force ones. Oh, Dragon... Right, Dragon, Dragon Quest. Quest. Dude, Dragon I, Quest. I loved... I liked that 10 times better than any of the other ones because it was there's something about it where you're just like okay let's inject this other you know this other ip into it and go for it and yeah that, and I've three hopes that fun. three hopes takes some of that idea and it's like okay let's let's play with that in that the story is what if a thing that happened early on in three houses happened differently and mm. then the plot just goes from there very so sick it's I, I, I enjoyed uh, i enjoyed the zelda one i i played the uh Age of Calamity or the first one? The the first one. Is that yeah, Hyrule Warriors or something Warriors? Hyrule Warriors. Hyrule Warriors, yeah. Hyrule Warriors, of, yeah. The definitive uh, edition on the Switch. 
It has a lot of content there too, like a lot of different game modes and and. Oh, it oh, is dude, a ridiculous man. amount of co- content. Yeah. Like you, you can yeah. you can just never finish that game. <laughs> yep, pretty much. It's one of those yeah. games that we were talking about <laughs> return on investment prior to the podcast going live. That's a game where if you bought it, you're like, dude, you don't really need to do anything for the next you know four weeks of your life. You could just play this this constantly. Uh, speaking of that, Gene, what are you playing? Uh, as you can see, I have, uh, I'm probably the only person in 2022 who bought the cyberpunk, uh, <laughs> secret lab chair. Oh, it's and got one because, sale. It's one sale this yeah, year. It's got one sale. Uh, you know, I looked up on YouTube for reviews of it and it's like, everyone just reviewed it when it came out and they're like, Oh, I can't wait for cyberpunk. It's going to be the greatest game of all time. And then, and then, you know, like there's, there's it's just like crickets afterwards. Like nobody's talking about the chair, but I got the chair because I've been playing cyberpunk. And uh, this is actually would be my my fifth run of Cyberpunk, and uh, I'm really enjoying it now more than ever. Uh, number one, the 1.5 update is really nice. Uh, you know, I'm I'm playing on Xbox, so I have no first, uh, you know, shadow ray tracing, which is fine. Um, I do miss the reflections on PC, um, but uh, everything feels good. Uh, and you know, if if you guys don't know, if if your listeners don't know, I was recently diagnosed with colon cancer. So, uh, you know, I'm happy to talk about it, too. But that recent diagnosis has kind of given me like a, like a new weird perspective on the story of V and him mm. like facing down, facing down his, his mortality. And before I thought that it was really weird that uh, this this juxtaposition, this juxtaposition of this, his time is ticking down, right? And then, like the game is telling you, go go see Takamura in the diner. You gotta go see him, and you you gotta find the other one to find the cure to get Keanu Reeves out of your head. And then, like you just you just you like, oh okay okay I, I I gotta do this. I gotta I gotta like 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 do the adventure right. And then like now as I'm playing Cyberpunk, like one I already know what what the story is, so I don't feel any pressure to do any of that crap. And then two, th- there's something empowering about just completely ignoring what's killing you and then going around <laughs> and like and like just doing stuff around the city. So like for me, like I can't like personally like always ignore the reality of the cancer. Like I have like doctor's appointments that I need to go to. I was at one last night. I had surgery last night. Um, and I had another appointment this morning. Um, so I can't really ignore any of that. So to be able to play a game where a character is dying and is able and you could just ignore it for forever, uh then you is, will ignore is, it. That I will ignore it. Yeah. It's a lot of fun, and I'm just I'm just taking in Night City as like as like what the game, what I kind, what everyone kind of imagined the game would be. Mm-hmm. We're just kind of driving around and like just doing bounties. They really set up, they really changed up the bounty system to make it more rewarding, uh, to make it feel like it's like an actual part of a system as opposed mm-hmm. to just random cell phone calls and texts that you're getting. Um, you know, uh, the, the 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 cop missions feel a, lot, a, lot, a little bit more integrated. The driving actually feels weighty. Um, uh, the NPCs actually react to what you're doing. Uh, the cars actually react to what you're doing, and they actually feel like actual people driving in the cars, as opposed to like things like laying on a track. So there's a lot of yeah. little things that they updated with 1.5 that makes the game feel like a normal open world game. <laughs> Most importantly, <laughs> that, they added a walk button on PC. So yes, yes, they added <laughs> the walk button on PC so you can immerse yourself a little bit better. That that was never a problem on console, thank goodness. But yeah, that, that was definitely a problem on PC. I played it. I played it with controller on uh, on PC anyway, so that, mm-hmm. that actually wasn't a problem for me either. But yeah, more there's a lot more immersion, you know. Um, so yeah, I I just got the Akira bike again, so that that was that was that's a lot of fun and just been grinding money. So yeah, for some reason I love Cyberpunk 2077 and 2022. 
Gaston, $2 super chat says, Sup, Gene, hope you one-shot cancer. Or headshot cancer. Hell yeah. Either one. Either one. He will. Hell yeah. Uh, Sony uh, tweeted about Bungie coming out this morning. $2 super chat from Atomic Bomb Kid, or Adam Bomb Kid. Um, yeah, I did see that. Uh, the Bungie basically said the full purchase is done, so we can now, or Sony said the full purchase is done, so now we can mm. officially welcome them. I'm sort of getting tired. It's like every two weeks you wake up and they're like, we want to officially, you know, we want to officially. It's like I see it and I'm all, oh God, somebody else got bought. We want to officially. You just see them pop up, and especially Sony here lately. They've been uh, a, a quite, a, quite a number of uh, sort of purchases that have surprised me. Speaking of surprise, Johnny... Do you have a surprise or are you playing the same surprise. games as always? Well, I actually got surprised because Mike talked about Muso games and I've been watching this week a friend play Orochi 3, mm -hmm. which is a game that came out on Steam this week. And it's actually a port of Orochi 2, Japanese naming, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so Luckily, it came out like under lucky honorable horseshoe number four and you're like yeah and so it was called number two Kingdom but because Hearts. it didn't come out here or whatever it is now it's three but it's the same game just ported to anyway uh it, it was a lot of fun to just watch my friend uh play that because you know she knows all the ins and outs she played it way back in the day and once you start getting the really powerful weapons and stuff it gets really satisfying to watch um so that, that's been fun. I've been also playing Bioshock Infinite for the first time. I'm close oh. to finishing that. Oh, damn. That. Yeah, it's, um, I'm so glad I decided to play it because even though the gameplay in one didn't click fully with me, this one has so many little additions, like the grappling, you mm -hmm. know, like just so many things that make it more fun for me. And it's just smoother, right? It, it has like progressed. It has evolved with the years. So great, great game, great setting with the flying cities. I found that really uh, inspired of a choice for a setting. And uh, that, that's about it. I've been playing a bit of Mass Effect 1 Legendary Edition as well. Awesome. Uh, yeah. One of the best games ever. What about you, Abzi? Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. By the way, Johnny, you have to play the DLC for Bioshock Infinite. Just putting it out there. Um, okay, noted. It's, it's noted. the best, best in the world. Uh, you got it. Uh, yeah. I picked up uh, GTA 4 from, uh, on Steam. It was on sale for like six awesome. bucks. Came yeah. with the DLC, and I've never played it before, like properly. Wow. When I was a kid, you know, all I cared about was just playing it with cheat codes and, you know, killing a lot of people. But I've been playing that, and it's pretty crazy. I, I did have to do a lot, of, a lot of modding or a lot of setup on PC to have it run at a frame rate higher than 30 and also it doesn't have a shader cache so every single time you're in the loading screen it lo loads all the shaders and it takes forever even if you have it on nvme so i had to actually install a shader cache but uh, the game is great i can't believe it came out in 2008 there's a lot of there's a lot of attention to detail there that was that was pretty cool you know that where you shoot people and and um you know uh your passengers reacting to the music you put on like you know the uh, little Jacob. He's like my favorite character in the game. He's uh, he's uh, he's Jamaican, so I play Rasta music in the car, and he comments. He's like, "Oh shit, that's some good music." Mm -hmm. Other than that, uh, I've been reading Berserk, and um, I'm on the third deluxe book. I love that. I love that franchise. Yeah, and, that's yeah, the good shit. It's so good. It's so good. And uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much about it. Gaz, five dollars super chat. I'm pregnant Oop. with your child. ACG. 
That's Gaz nice. from Colton's podcast. <laughs> What's up, man? We're going to have them on probably next week. Brett Moore, $2 super chat, three words, power wash simulator. Yeah. Yeah. The simulator games are huge, man. I don't, I, I just, it's so funny because if you go and look at the, at the simulator games, power wash, obviously thief, the driving games, everything, um, Especially when you look at Playway as a publisher, that pro they have to be the most prolific publisher in video games. No one ever talks about them. But the, the number of amazing games that they have that are rated very positive is mind-blowing if you go to Steam and you start looking at how good some of these simulator games are. So I get you there. Three words, Power Wash Simulator. I would say, I, I'm not going to count how many words, but you should do Motorbike Repair Mechanic. And I think that's, I think I've uh, 21 last year's. It's very good if you haven't tried it. Me, I have been playing Valhalla. Yeah, Valhalla, I guess. Uh, so we're doing. A, I'm doing a walk in the walk. It was nine hours long, and I thought that's a pretty long video. So I'm gonna cut it to two, four and a half hour long. I don't even know. I might even cut it more than that. There's a lot that they did, and this is something that I adore about Ubisoft. <clears throat> they, regardless if you like their games, and I would argue that the Assassin's Creed series probably doesn't have a bad game, as in bad, bad. Uh, even Liberation, who I know a lot of people maybe weren't a big fan of, I really enjoyed a lot of the stuff that happened in Liberation. I think overall they, they just have a good series of games. Far Cry, somewhat. Uh, they've, they've had one or two that I, I don't think were amazing, but it's the amount of time they spend making a world that blows me away. And uh, in fact, the reason why we're able to play Discovery Tours is because they did Discovery Tours for their game. They paid mm -hmm. people to go to Chicago for watchdogs. They paid people to go to the Middle East, look at Egypt, Iran, Iraq, all those places for when they were doing um, Origins. And then Odyssey as well. And they would ship them over there. They would take thousands of pictures and all this stuff. And that actually is what turned into the Discovery Tours you're able to play now. And Valhalla is no exception. And so th this playing it and looking at it from that standpoint is uh, is pretty awesome, man. And we're going to talk a little bit about reviewing versus like doing a video like that and what you get it's, out of the game. It's crazy for Valhalla um, when I launched it and just kind of walked around because I never, you know, when you play Assassin's Creed games, you're just running everywhere. You're you're platforming, you're doing all these things. When I was walking around, you notice very um, a lot of detail into these worlds where I'd see some dude plucking chicken and some other dude kind of like uh, washing some meat or whatever. And there's a lot of like things that people are doing that you wouldn't really notice if you're just playing the game normally. Yeah. And I mean, I look at those for reviews cause that's what I'm always like attracted to is that kind of stuff. And, um, and looked into their meta AI I've watched, man, I have like 40 hours of time allotted just for GDC videos from, from Assassin's Creed alone. It's pretty amazing that they do that. And same thing happened with Witcher three. So that's pretty much what I'm playing. I'm trying to think if there's... No, that's it. That's all I've been doing. There's a couple reviews coming up and a couple previews that I can't talk about, but those those, those are coming at some point. Um, and then somebody said, uh, AC games are forgettable games, and that's worse than a bad game. And I can tell you honestly, I don't think I've for forgotten any Assassin's Creed game. No, I'd probably uh, say the I, worst is maybe Revelations. Uh, or Unity but... because of the tech issues, even though I think Unity is awesome. It also is terrible because of the tech issues. That's one thing I had. There's me. also Assassin's Creed Rogue. Uh, uh, that one was forgettable. I think no, that's no. the only one. It's my favorite one. Let's <laughs> so, talk. Okay, okay. So, I, li I liked it. I liked it a lot, but I forgot everything that's happened. And I only played it once. And I so, just like didn't like do a complete run through of it. So Rogue and Unity have the opposite problem in that Unity is a 
pretty good game with an utterly forgettable protagonist. Um, Best like, game with an utterly forgettable protagonist. Whereas Rogue is an okay game, but Shay and his story is great. Is great. Is great. Okay, thank you. Shea is great. That's yeah, what I, and that's great. what I was, that's where that. I was going to go is like that to me is like one of the better stories and because it wasn't released in the same way remember it was true. overlapping so they only did a 360 version and I reviewed it one of my favorite reviews of all time because nobody wanted to review it they were already on the new systems they're on the and new hotness they should keep doing that like I I Ubisoft Sophia and some of the smaller studios they should let them continue because I honestly thought when Valhalla came out I was like you got space to do like a like a take the world reuse it again you know like far exactly. Cry does with the next yep. year right and you know like i don't know ac robin hood or something mm-hmm. like that like a linear game that's a little bit shorter with the same world oh yeah, yeah that'd be great that. like they AC could just robin hood oh come on that's well crazy. you know what's funny <laughs> yeah. though remember remember awesome. how much trouble they got in they they only use the height map from far cry 3 to make primal and right. you know the nerds were out there going like, "Oh, that means they did no work whatsoever." There's absolutely nothing brand oh, yeah. new. You're just like, "Wow, you have no clue how reuse is actually done." Like reuse is is done many times, and that kind of thing that has no real justification to bitch about. But yeah, yeah they did bitch about it. We uh, Gene uh, muted himself. He'll be back. Let's see. Uh, reading some of this stuff, I missed AC Syndicate. Brett, you got to play it, dude. AC Syndicate, you got. You have a two protagonists, people beating the shit out of each other with canes. It just it can't be more enjoyable than that. You got to try missed that one and too, Jack the Ripper DLC fun. is probably the best DLC ever. No, Atlantis. Atlantis might be the best DLC I've played for the AC games. But Syndicate's awesome, dude. So make sure you play that. Don't come back to the podcast until you played it. I'm going to make you do a, a book <laughs> report. So let's jump in. Let's get some of this news out of the way so we can talk about fun shit. Uh, not that news isn't fun. I didn't want to say that. What do we got, Johnny? What's some news bits that we have? What's the big one? Uh, let me check. We've got like God of War went up for sale. And what was that? Five minutes? They sold there's... every single one of the collector yeah, editions. The... Yeah, there's also Sony adding the new point reward system. Oh, the loyalty system? Yep. Oh, with also digital... stars. PlayStation yeah. stars, yeah. 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 And I think that's very that's a good thing. There's also the collectible stuff they're adding, which people thought it was NFTs, but they're actually not. That's the only thing I took out of this that I liked was the collectible thing. Because I knew it wasn't NFTs. When you read it, yeah. you you can tell that's not it's what like it is. Steam I actually collectibles, was like, you know? That could be sort of cool. You know, Sony's it, it, bit tried to be injecting home into everything. They've wanted to inject home into shit since the day they first showed it on the PS3. It's like they gotta figure out a way to get that in there. What were you gonna say, Mike? Yeah, I I mean, sticking with the, the idea of it with the digital collectibles, like, I mean, I already do that system. You probably do it too with the, I forget what the Ubisoft one's called, coins, something. You I play? You play, you play the, the coins, the, the coins yeah. and stuff. You play Helix. rewards, yeah. Helix, and I, Helix. And, and I get the coins for just, you know, just playing the game. So I have a bunch of them. So every time yeah. I get like a new game, I just go and just buy whatever the with the loyalty coins. So if Sony wants to do that, sure, whatever. It's great. I run, I run out of the you play coins. I I'm I'm fresh out because like I spend it all on Assassin's Creed shit. You know, because they have, <laughs> because they have you know stick, sticking with the Assassin's Creed line is like they have all the good skins, the legacy skins. So you have yeah, that's, those those are usually what those are for. Like the, yeah, new the game boat mobile. skins, dude. Boat skins are sweet. I got the I got a couple <laughs> of those. And it's funny, I've never bought anything on the you play store. As in, I've never bought Helix coins, and I've never bought you play points. 
but I get them for doing stuff in the games. And if you're reviewing, you probably won't 100. If you could 100% a game if you wanted an Assassin's Creed, that'd be pretty rough on your psyche if you 100%ed an Assassin's Creed game. I'd like, yeah. I'd need to talk to you about mental health. But you look at those games, you get a ton of coins for all those games. And what I love is the next game that comes out, being able to spend the, I actually think the you play way they do things makes a ton of sense. Being able to spend it, I played this old game. Oh, I jump into Assassin's Creed Valhalla, I can spend it. But what I don't like, and people who um, don't know about reviews don't know this, at least for me, almost every single Uplay game has the store off until it goes live. So I'll have some points and I'll see the items or I'll read about mm. them. And I'll be like, dude, I want this. I'm reviewing it. This could be awesome. And you go in and you hit the thing and it goes like store error. And you're all, oh, you bastards. Like you can't, it, But it does stop reviewers from also buying themselves to winning the game too. Because you can't buy like, can't buy supplies, can't buy you know. It's usually just the store shut down. But what's cool over here too is that it appears that the points you get from playing those games on Sony, you could use for uh, your Sony wallet, your PlayStation wallet. Which yeah. So playing a game and getting those achievements. So now trophies aren't just a dick measuring contest, right? Yeah. You can actually earn those trophies and use that to buy um, new games, which is pretty cool. I like it because it's kind of like the Nintendo coin uh, system. Uh, Except you, worthwhile you, you, this time. Yeah, because because they, they really just throw throwing like half of a penny at you. Um, yeah. And it takes like like 10 years to be able to... to, 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 to it's the world's yeah. worst interest rate. You're just like, yeah. yeah. I actually cashed in on my Nintendo stuff and got like 10 bucks out of it. Doesn't Microsoft yeah, yeah. have some points somewhere too? I know I see like... I'll get flashes of stuff randomly from Microsoft, but I, I never read it. I think game they score? do. A there's a yeah, and there's something about their store at times where you can get like money off on uh, game cards or something. I don't know. I don't pay attention to that. Yeah, you can get like money off like Pizza Hut or whatever. I'm just like I just haven't spent any of that. So come on, Gene, man, Pizza Hut, baby. I like Pizza Hut. I'm a pay <laughs> I don't know why, dude. Um, me too, dude. I love it. I love it so bad for you. Oh yeah, and you have to dab. The uh, top they're of so it, greasy, the grease. right? Yeah, oh, you know the worst. I, I can't. I can't eat it anymore. Like I just can't. So yeah, no. I mean, it makes me a little ill too, but I'll still chaw it down. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But it is cool. We see these. Yeah. So PlayStation doing this is awesome. Uh, Microsoft has rewards, as somebody said. Thanks in chat, guys. Um, had brought up Microsoft rewards, and then you've got Nintendo. Whatever they're doing. Um, I don't know if Stadia does it. Probably. There's probably something there. Yeah, it's cool. Is you know, I I don't I think trophies are quite literally the worst thing that's ever been invented when it comes to gaming. Like I just find them to be asinine. But if you're gonna connect a couple points to it, that does change it for me. Like it would be I wouldn't fight for those coins. But I'm saying when somebody says they got a trophy, I and I know that that means a couple bucks that you know, and it's not an NFT, it's not play to earn. <laughs> then I'm okay with that. Like that, that yeah. sounds that sounds pretty cool. So uh, we'll have to track it. Has anybody figured out how much you have to work, let's say, to get one game? Has anybody done the math yet? Because I'm sure somebody's cracking cracking open their math books, trying to figure out the math for how long you would need. I to mean, do for stuff a full get, game, I for bet a sixty dollar game, seventy. It's an insane amount, dude. <laughs> they, they just uh, they just put a the blog post, and on their blog post, they just stated that well, uh, the the different things you earn is by like playing a game every week or or platinum platinuming something but they didn't really specify how it works and how many points you need to like buy a game so um the, the, the other question i also have uh -huh. is the digital collectors is it going to be are you going to be able to trade it or sell yeah, it yeah that was going to be my question yeah. is it steam cards is what i was wondering 
it's like yeah they didn't hit that either they just said the collectibles are there i'm assuming if they bring back bring back playstation home you'll be able to decorate your house with those collectibles or something but yeah i don't know if it's tradable or sellable on like a your own like little player market uh patha 179 i can't remember again i'm sorry that uh what that conversion is just dropped a super chat patha is always here thank you for being a fan he says ac unity is also really good aesthetically and he's absolutely right um, AC Odyssey, just so everybody knows, where Syndicate and most other AC games have come later on and used real-time lighting, the best part about Unity is they baked in the lighting. And it, mm-hmm. and it's almost like what Spider-Man did. Spider-Man was like, okay, mm-hmm. if you want to go tonight, we have to reload everything because they baked the lighting. And I know people want real-time everything, but it's like, if you can look at Unity without seeing the the, the crowds go nuts and pop everywhere and disappear and do crazy shit. Like we, I still played it a couple days ago and the dude turned into a woman right in front of me. Oh you're like, no. What the, oh, happens all the time, dude. They just, if, if you can look at unity, step back from that, it's gorgeous. Yeah. Unity. I mean, such a gorgeous game. It, it, it's, it's, it, it's my favorite Assassin's Creed game. Yeah, I mean, I mean, all power to you. I mean, I just had a lot of bugs, Gene. Like, that's the big thing with me is bugs. If I didn't have those and you can interact, imagine, I I always say this, but imagine reading a book and page 78 was missing. You're just like, yeah, it's going to take you a little while to catch up just by drops of information. That's how, that's, that was my experience with Unity. So uh, yeah, it is, it is, it's it's gorgeous. It's it's real cleaned up and it's it's 60 FPS on PS4 and on PS5. Isn't that crazy? I I, I think so. Yeah. Oh, 60 on on PS4. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. And and that was, that was part of the problem. Like technically when it launched, it was ahead of probably. It was just way too big for his britches. Yeah. And, and Syndicate was the pullback after that. And they pulled back probably a bit too far technically. Yeah, on syndicate comparative. Yeah, because London was pretty empty in terms of the street, the street crowds. So, not anymore. Beautiful buildings, though. I'm pretty sure they patched that as well, if oh, I remember cool. right. Because I'm playing it. that. I yeah, and it. it's it's very busy. In fact, it's funny enough, Ooh. he was saying too much. It might be too busy. Uh, you get the cart, the carts, and the horses, and sometimes you'd be like, that doesn't look like that's going to be a safe. Where you see like four different carts and horses going towards the same intersection. AC has never been able to handle that kind of stuff very well, anyway. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, this is cool, man. I mean, it's good. It, now's the time, guys. A lot of people say gaming is dead right now. You know, until Stray comes out or whatever. You guys are you're dead wrong. There, uh, Cyberpunk has had a bunch of patches. You got the PC, throw some flying cars in there, and your mod. Throw some. Yeah. Throw a ton of mods in there. It's a, it's a good time. You just have to look in a slightly different way. Um, you know, not in that AAA space, maybe unless you're revisiting yep. something. What we can say, Johnny? No, no, I I think you're right. It's just there aren't any AAA big hitters, but th- there are we'll a lot of them. games. We'll get to them, yeah. And there, it's a great time too to like stuff you missed. We talked about Sifu. A lot of people missed yeah, that because it came out during the Elden Ring hubbub, for example. Uh, we got a super chat. Pac90 asks $2 Canadian bucks, and I think we're matched up perfectly with Canadian bucks right now, if I remember right. Oh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot of other places are having troubles, and I think finally US US money is actually worth something. Yeah, they but put I, the, the, I think we're the matched with the, the dollar and the, the euro. Yeah, we are. For the first time in like the, 20 years. Dude, remember crazy. when you were a wow. kid, Mike? Remember back in the day when Canadian money meant nothing? And they, you'd have a Canadian <laughs> coin, and they, the store would be like, 
it's worth like one cent versus 10 or whatever. And then yeah. after a while, all this stuff in the Euro, you're like, the Euro has been ahead of the, the dollar for years, but he wants to know, can you guys rank your top three Assassin's Creed games? I, I hate top. I'll, I hate top best top ever. I'll just say the top three. I enjoyed rogue syndicate and odyssey. Odyssey is probably Odyssey might be my favorite, man. Black Flag Brotherhood of mm. Origins. Brotherhood's a good oh, one, man. I, I, it, oh. yeah, I, I, I separate AC by by errors. There's by three eras. different yeah. errors. Yeah. There is, yeah. And, and right. each of those is the, to me, best game of their specific era. Yeah. Mine is the same as Mike, except instead of Origins is Unity, but Origins is like close four. I, I love Origins. I love Origins. Um, but it's AC oh, Unity, Brotherhood, and Black Flag, for sure. Brotherhood and Black Flag. Brotherhood, I, for some reason, thought that wasn't super popular, but I guess it is. And, and yeah, Brotherhood was fantastic. It's just it was, fantastic. Almost, it's almost so perfect. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What about you, Abzi? Uh, Odyssey 2, and this is going to be a fucking weird one, but 3. <laughs> so, Dude, 3 was mm. so popular when it first came Respect. out. Respect. And then I enjoyed it, dude. I think we I like revised our history trees. with three, and now people were like <laughs> less excited about three because I remember when three came out and I wasn't in love with it, got getting a lot of heat. But then as the years have gone by, it's almost a little bit of revisionist history. I think three is fairly popular. It just it's, it's sort pretty of popular. It, it's it still it still starts really bad for me, you know, because like oh, when you're you, playing you as Hatham, yeah, because you do, you just play as Hatham for like like seven eight hours, you know, and it's like okay, well, I like I'm really Hatham. not doing any open world, but I like Hatham as a character. So oh, you like but you're not open world. I get what you're saying. Yeah, you're not yeah. open world, so you're just not oh, really playing right. the game. Right. But Hatham is a fun character, so if you really really get into that, then like like more power to you. So. But then he goes away, and now you're cool. stuck. That's what happened to me. Is I enjoyed Hatham, and then I I lost him because <laughs> yeah. and I was like, oh, what about you, Johnny? Top, uh, top three. So the one that made me fall in love with the games was, I, I think it's two, the one with Ezio, Salvatore, right? That's mm -hmm. number two, I think. Yes. It's yeah, so. Two, two is great. Yeah, I think it was number two. I absolutely loved the character and stuff like that. But in terms of fun, uh, definitely Odyssey. Mm -hmm. I think they have the perfect, like, jam, the perfect formula just for fun. And uh, but I loved Syndicate for the setting yeah. because of course I live in London, so I recognize a lot of the uh, the places, and I love the banter between the two characters and stuff, which is very unique. I'll also say something, guys. If you want to, other than Kingdom Come Deliverance, I think Kingdom Come Deliverance probably has the best DLC packages, maybe aside from Witcher Three. Their DLC for Kingdom Come is unbelievable, but ACs DLCs are almost always good. Which is, there's been, Far Cry's had some bad ones, but Assassin's Creed, almost all of the DLCs I've ever played, I've been stunned at how good they are. And I know some people didn't like Druid for this, for, for Valhalla, um, which I get, but Ragnarok was, is just really fun. And it, it's funny to look back on some of the DLCs for these and just be like, holy shit, like they, they, they hit that. In fact, one of the guys in the discord was saying it's too bad they couldn't get the DLC people to make a full game. Because obviously they sort of, yeah, it's like, and, but you know what? DLC gets to have their way too. I talk, I, I do know some people at Ubisoft and it's like, it's a little freer on the DLC, obviously, you know, it's a little bit, yeah. they're not worried as much. And so you do get the, like Jack, the Ripper, the King Tyrant or uh, George, the Tyrant when George Washington was a bad guy. Yeah. The, the tyranny oh, of King yeah, George. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Boy, did I get that completely fucking wrong. <laughs> yeah. I, I went to the wrong nation anyway. Yeah. Yeah. That's, those kind of things are awesome. I, I love it. 
Um, yeah, Assassin's Creed Odyssey's DLC, I like it better than the base game. You know, I, it's just fantastic. Uh, Fate of Atlantis. Oh, and Fate of Atlantis is so good. They just go fucking and unhinged. Even the Origins, the Origins DLC was crazy, too. You, dude, so, when you're fighting yeah. all the yeah. gods and the like, gods. Yeah. That's. Uh, dude, I'm telling you, I just wish they would. It's almost like Phoenix Rising. I don't know. I, I don't think I've talked to these two. I love Phoenix Rising, and one of the reasons why is I feel that it is a little bit of a comical Assassin's Creed game. And yeah. I need to get back to that game. Yeah. Like, I that adored game. that game, and I, I think that's why is because it's like AC, but it's it's just like they just kick. It's rocks. like they they're let like, their their hair down. Yeah, yeah. You know, like the main AC proper. A they're like, stodgy. no, we have to stay within bounds. Pip, pip. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. On. <laughs> and then. Guys, this is DLC. Fucking anything yeah. goes, right? And, Just and like that's also like uh, the thing, uh, like you got to think about in terms of like everyone's like, ah, well, you know, like when they make an AC game, like a proper mainline AC game, like they're sitting here thinking, okay, we can make a a, a world, but it also has to be at least somewhat near reality. Like they yeah. really care about that shit, which limits. Yeah. some of the things Powers, you can do in terms of level design and level design, like yeah. like like elden ring is fantastic but part of the magic of elden ring is you can be like okay here's a poison swamp and then here's the herb tree yeah and exactly. then here's uh, a cavern under the and you can't do that with base assassin's creed yeah mm -hmm. yeah so true oh yeah this one foot in one foot out type of thing where it's like a little bit of fancy yeah. sometimes you do get people off you did, oh yeah, yeah you it pisses smashed. people. It's like it's not historically accurate, you know. So. Um, it's funny too because this is all I've been doing is studying Assassin's Creed games, and one of the things they talk about is when they went to push Valhalla. So everybody thinks that the mat or the the posters for Valhalla meant they were already doing a Valhalla, and that's actually not necessarily true. And one of the things they did is they had an eight hour presentation ready for the pe the top people at uh for Valhalla they're they're top managers and they're like we want to do this viking game they had an 8 hour presentation ready they show up and within 30 minutes they were like for sure we're doing Valhalla for sure like we love this idea <laughs> and what blew me away was a good number of the excellent parts of Valhalla is from Giz the CEO he came in and was talking to him and I don't want to spoil my entire walking the walk but he came in and you can find this data if you want to watch some videos but he came in and was like is this in the game and they were all, no, not right now. And he's like, dude, wouldn't that be cool? And then the developers were like, that would be cool. And it's actually one of the things of Valhalla is known for. Um, hmm. it, they have a lot of cool history around how they make a game, regardless if you love them or not. You know, And that's why I want to see I like, some more I, stuff on I Elden really like Valhalla. I really like Valhalla. I liked it a lot. I like I'm liking it better now, for sure. It's. I think it's... For sure. I, I, I think that those games, guys, whether you even like them or not, you can still look at them and say that. Like, I don't like Unity as much as you guys, but it's hard for me to say it's not quality. And I, I mm -hmm. might be the only one here who played Liberation, which was the uh, the ex-slave who she becomes an assassin. It was a PS. Oh, no, I played PSP, it on. I, 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 I loved it too. Yeah, yeah. I have the. Uh, it, it was Vita. And Vita. I, I thank have you. The, I have the Vita, the white one that came with Liberation. Oh, gotcha. Like, gotcha. I enjoyed that I game. I enjoyed that game. Um, what else do we got for? Uh, oh, we got some super chats. Johnny, look up the next. Uh, uh, topic while i read these got it subverge gaming five dollar super chat i always enjoy the podcast guys ac games have their faults but they're just loads of fun odyssey looked amazing and was great fun and by the way that's what this podcast today is probably going to be about is about fun versus like the critique um dead yeah. space martyr 90 nine dollar and 99 cent super chat Again, thank you guys for the super chats. We never do sponsors and stuff. This is what keeps us alive. He says, for making my workday better in the Arizona heat. Wish you got, wish you the best, Gene. 
Hey, thanks, Dead Space. I appreciate that, man. And uh, it brings up something, because right below that, somebody said Primal. We can do an entire podcast on Primal. We won't. What do we got for topics? Well, I could talk about dive Primal, on Primal. Eh. Someday I'll play it, and we'll do you a deep it? dive. We'll do... Dude, I would no, love they... to do... I do the Patreon podcast. Do oh. Yeah, let's... If you guys play we'll it, Absy's played some of it, and we'll just do a, a Patreon podcast. I'll play it again, all of it. About Far no Cry Primal. No, no HUD. HUD. Bro, no, no HUD. HUD. No, no HUD. HUD. I'm in. No HUD deep dive, dude. That's awesome. Okay. As Mike looks so stone-faced, because he probably didn't like Primal. <laughs> Did you like Primal? Uh, no, I like Primal. Oh, okay. Just, um, just the Primal look was... was... The thing is about that But, that, but that no game. HUD is is like I, like, I understand HUDless people. I just can't. I could not play. No, no. So Primal's the thing, probably Mike. the closest. The Here's clean... The thing. No HUD experience, Mike. It's, it's, it's not about like just like being a. It, it, so so I played it originally with a HUD on, and I was like, I didn't really enjoy it that much because I was like, oh, it's it's a Far Cry reskin set in caveman era, you know. But then they, these guys told me, dude, just play it with no HUD. I went back into it and I played it with no HUD, and it was like a caveman simulator. I was like, damn, this game is sick. It's not only that. I don't know what it is about it. it. I can tell you. It's because you're not going from point A to B and forgetting everything. It's like you drive. Mm-hmm. Have you ever driven and an hour goes by and you're like, what happened? And you're at your point. That is when you're guided by an arrow. And when you True. dude, the ability in Primal to go, I know the swamps on the left. I know the red bad guys are over here. It's you engage in the game world, man. And it's like with Valhalla, for, you did some footage for me for the Walking the Walk, and I did it as well with no HUD and some mm-hmm. HUD for sure. But turning the HUD off when somebody says, like, there's something, Ubisoft is pretty good about giving you hints of where you need to go, like they're to the north okay. or whatever. And you find that out, and then riding and having to look like a real person on a horse, having to like identify. Mm-hmm where that village well, is or that, that seems smoke. difficult dude because even with map i got lost sometimes in valhalla I, no <laughs> oh, i agree I, I that's why i said sometimes sometimes they do not get yeah this. and sometimes you're like uh how am i supposed to know this yeah it's like elden ring where you just you're you familiarize yourself with the world so much more and you know where everything is yeah uh, much more than with a map uh what have so we got with a valhalla for... map is just so gigantic no, dude, it's huge, like, huge. And, and did you know that they truncated that by um 95 so what? Uh, i won't get into it but yeah with so yeah, it's in my video, but oh. basically they measured out how big a trip from east to west would be, and it they they turned it into about a six six total real miles versus it's like a thousand two hundred, and they were they were discussing how they truncated it Dude, and how they I have put a things, feeling because they were like players will just die. To me, that's not me. I would say I wish there was a mod where I could be like make this thing real sized. I want to take six <laughs> hours to go. What are we gonna say, John? <laughs> Well, I have a feeling your walking the walk is going to make me go back to that game because I, I don't think I gave it a fair shake. I kind of dropped out. Like no, you might have. 30, like maybe 20 hours in, I dropped out and never came back into it. So I think there's more there too. To look I'm at. ready yeah, to reinstall right. it right now. I'm ready to reinstall it because the last time I played it, I got Mjolnir. And I was like, hell yeah, I got like the final thing in the game that I wanted. And then I just stopped playing it. And I was like, I just realized I never actually played the, a lot of the game with Mjolnir, Mjolnir in it. So I should just go back and just start wrecking shit, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, it's a fun I, game. Uh, I love Valhalla. I, I played like 70 hours of it. And then I was like, okay, I'm done. And <laughs> that's, that's enough. It, it, it's so funny because <laughs> I was when I was talking to people, and I'm sure you guys as reviewers, I, I reviewed it. And I was like, listen, it's not bad, but it's not, you know, it's just not really for me. And people were playing four hours of it. And we're like, it's the most amazing uh, Assassin's Creed game. And I was like, wait till you play the, 
you know, you're going to have to go. Wait I played it hour all. 140. Wait yeah. till you get to hour. Yeah. Or even hour 60. And if you, if you're, yeah, if you believe hour 60 is that good, then I'll accept your argument and be like, I, I, you know, I'm not working out for you. And we had an entire thread in our Reddit where people are like, holy shit. Like I have a new respect for people who have to review the game because it's like you think you get these front loaded games, right? You get these front loaded games where there's a lot of action. There's a lot of this and people three, four hours in are like greatest game ever. You look on steam, steam reviews will say hours in game 1.8 greatest game ever. And you're like, dude, it's Elden ring. How the fuck do you know that it's <laughs> yeah. Elden ring? Yeah. I will say Elden ring is one of those games that I felt right up until the end. I was discovering new stuff. That's I, yeah. I think that that's totally. one of those games where like, there was just stuff throughout it that yeah. I was always yeah. interested and, and, in. And the, the, the world that they crafted is, is, is built for that. And, and it's crafted in such a way that, you know, under each corner, there's always something new to find. And, yeah. and again, part of that is the fact that they're not tied to any reality. So you can just mm-hmm. say, Hey, under here, there's a, a cavern exactly. with, starry skies in it and <laughs> yeah yeah exactly like, you're, you're coming up on new things because you can put anything anywhere yeah. and at the I mean, same it, time it, i mean spoiler alert it ends with a castle in the sky you know it's me <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> at, 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 at the same time they do a very good job at environmental storytelling you know when you start yep. looking at the at the you know for example the crypts or whatever they were called the the, the catacombs and you see the roots of the earth tree and how these dead people are there or like caleb obviously with the rods and you know, even their imaginations just and their level design combined. This is, is a game good. that I got hammered as well. But when I did the walking the walk for it, I talked to Total Biscuit about it because he and I had pretty agreeable. We, we agreed somewhat on Mad Max, but there were some things we didn't. And I did that Mad, Mad Max, Max walking rules. the walk. And he 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 and I talked, and he's like, "Dude, he's like, now I see. He's like, I guess I just wasn't not playing it right. But he's like, I was thinking about it differently." And he liked some bits, but once he started playing and he luckily that I think that was the only walking walk he had ever watched. Um, when we started talking about it, he was like, holy shit, like that game's got a ton as well. It's, and it's a game that yes. I think got lost by Metal Gear, if I remember right. Yeah, Metal Gear Phantom Pain, yes. Metal yes, Gear right. Phantom Pain, sort of desert and desert, right? Yeah. One, yeah. yeah. Can't do it, baby. Bearded, bearded guy and bearded white guy, right? Right. Generic, generic protagonist number seven, Scott. For yeah. $5 Super Chat says, Phoenix Rising's last DLC was amazing. Changed the way the whole game played. Yeah, that you was the right. overhead one. Um, but it, it, like you're talking about like like Valhalla and like hour five and hour 60. And, and like uh, I said, prior to us starting to record, when I was playing Valhalla, I didn't have, that was the first one I didn't have to review the base game. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so the length of it doesn't become a problem when it's just a thing that you're doing whenever you know whenever i felt like like it it must be like reading like book series like like you're just reading a song of ice and fire at your own pace you know as opposed to like just like trying to speed read through it the whole time you're like okay okay i gotta get to the next chapter okay i got next week to finish this book you know (laughs) yeah i I think i think uh, it's not about the length for me but the one thing that really you know, caused me to actually quit was the, you know, how treasure is hid behind the locked doors. Dude, the, the locked doors. Always the same thing over and over. And then I was you're like, always you know calling what? somebody to help you push the, th- it's like, it's that. How do people <laughs> access this location? Dude, it, oh no, that's the big one. I'm at Dude. a part and, and I did the, I remembered when I got to this in the walk in the walk, I remembered this part flummoxing me when I was reviewing it. And I got oh. to it and I walked up a hill and I'm like, my, I actually got like the weird battery acid taste 
of doom in my mouth where I was like, oh no, this is that one. And then I got mad. I'm like, I'm not looking online. I got to remember. It took me, dude, it was probably two and a half hours. And I yeah, found it yeah, in the most yeah. obscure way possible. It was where I left in an anger fit. I'm like, fuck you. And I jumped <laughs> on my horse and I ran. And then I turned back around and what do I see? Like a little, a little, little tiny, a, a clove over in the corner, a little tiny bay. And I'm like, I wonder. And I go around and that's the way in. And I was like, that's the only yeah. way I found that. Cause I would be standing above it many times going, where's the entrance? And I'm literally like on it at that time. You know, I was <laughs> just like, yeah, yeah. that yeah. the game definitely yeah. needed some randomization in, in that kind of uh, setup. Um, what do we got for other topics, Johnny? We got anything? Nintendo acquires animation studio that will become Nintendo Pictures. Yep. So that is Dynamo Studio, uh, which previously uh, they they did cutscenes for. Man, I'm just pulling it up. So it was Dynamo Studio who did cutscenes for Death Stranding and Persona Five, and they did post production work on Metroid Other M, and they just acquired them and changed from Dynamo Pictures to Nintendo Pictures. And That's crazy. So what's the idea that they'll do Nintendo IPs as and uh, like Sonic, but for they, they want they want to hit up TV and movies and stuff. Hmm. Yeah. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah, and and it's 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 very slight, but like like Nintendo's been pretty slow to do uh, this uh, you know multimedia stuff. Um, they got Illumination, of course, doing Mario, which will do fine. I like. I don't know if it'll be good, but it'll do right. fine. Yeah. Um, and, but some of the other stuff, they've been really slow. Like there was apparently the rumored Zelda thing for Netflix. And then later, apparently that coming out kiboshed that deal because Nintendo is just really so slow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you see everybody else making that jump. And I guess Nintendo's like, you know, maybe we should have like a Zelda animated thing maybe we should have an f-zero like well they had an f-zero anime a while ago this uh, like captain falcon prequel but it wasn't great um and that's generally i guess why nintendo has avoided it wasn't great but if they have control over it maybe they could do something like that's the hope i, I mean hey dude those guys are 20 30 40 years behind everybody else when it comes to entertainment and how they deliver it and uh they've got good games which is great but I need those guys to step forward, man. I need them to be like, because they're Switch, they're like, we're in the middle of our Switch generation and people are buying Steam decks. It's like they're way beyond in power, but their games are good. And and I would love to watch a cartoon, anime, whatever you want to say. I would love to watch one of those if it was done well. But Nintendo's so fucking slow, I feel like it'll take them 15 years to okay even their own development team's cartoon. Like, I hope not. I hope they're just. I hope they just give them an IP and say, make it. I, I think they're they're just really worried. Like the live action Mario movie, like scared them a lot. Bob Hoskins, <laughs> that, right? Was that Bob yes. Hoskins? Yeah, yeah, and that carried forward until now. And I, and even now, you look at stuff like Resident Evil just came out on Netflix, which oh, true, um, true. I've heard is not great as a Resident Evil adaptation. Oh, I watched it, but fine as oh. a show. I have so many thoughts on it. You do. Uh, That's the, oh. You do. And I've read all yeah. of his Twitter on this. Go for it, Gene. Yeah, it, it, it's it's the weirdest video game adaptation I've ever seen. Yeah. Where it has everything to do with the game and nothing to do with the game. Like you cannot watch this and think, <laughs> oh, this is just like the game. But then, but then you watch later of it and it's like, oh, they really played the games. 
um, the, the ones you get later on where they're going into like deep, deep lore and lore, like deep, deep references. Lore. Yep. Deep lore. And like, it's crazy. Uh, it, a lot of the show isn't that good, especially with, with like the young high school drama stuff. Um, and maybe if you're like into young adult stuff, then that, that, then that might work. Like, I think it works a lot better in Miss Marvel than, than say Resident Evil, which is yeah. such a weird thing to say. Right. Teenage Wait, drama drama itself, Resident right? Evil doesn't really Teen align. Drama in Resident Evil doesn't That's really make so sense, weird. right? But if you watch it as like a Lance Reddick show, uh, mm-hmm. Lance Reddick does so many crazy. My things. favorite actor. So, yeah, yeah, he he does he like like every like he, there is so much of him, and he does so much in his show, and he is so entertaining to watch, and like. You know he's Albert Wesker, and then one of the central mysteries of the show is why is why is he Albert Wesker, and what what is Albert Wesker doing here? Right. And then so they really really follow up on that. So if you get really interested in, and invested in Albert Wesker and Lance Reddick's portrayal of him, which I don't understand how you cannot, then you can find yourself find yourself a really really good show. Because I ended up fast forwarding through a lot of the stuff that I didn't like, like the future apocalypse stuff. Because Wait, like Lance Reddick, the guy from Fringe and guy, yeah, Horizon, yeah. right? Yeah, and yeah, he yeah, wanted yeah, break. Yeah. Quantum I break love him, dude. Yeah, and he's he's uh, uh, in Destiny too. So true. Yeah, right. he, went on, he went on the Eric Andre Zavala, show. And... Zavala, Zavala. Yeah, and he was out on Eric Andre's show. I he's love everywhere. him, dude. He's everywhere. <laughs> he's, a, he's John Wick's weapon master. Yeah, he's yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, in yeah. fact, sure. the Netflix show they're saying that he's gonna, which is just about the hotel itself. They're gonna show some of him in that as well, which is the Netflix TV uh, show. For yeah. He portrays villains. He portrays super or villains. Just dude, I love well. him in everything, man. Very in well. Fringe, he's a good guy in one and a bad. Well, he's mostly good, but he's yeah. chaotic good. But he, uh, dude, when <laughs> yeah, he talks, yeah. he reminds me of uh, the the guy who runs the Del Tor, uh, the the Roman uh, uh, guard or the Roman uh, gladiators in. Uh, Spartacus. There's uh, the yep. other actor yep. who does that, yeah, and yeah. I I tweeted tweeted both of them. And I said, please, you both need to be in like a police t- TV procedural because I adore both in, those actors. He's in Bosch too. He's in Bosch, and he's t- awesome he said in that. As well. Dude, that yeah, guy shows awesome. up, and when he talks, I'm like, he owns the room, dude. <laughs> he's like, he's there. Yeah. yeah. Holy he's, shit. It's so good. Yeah. It's so good. So Netflix does Resident Evil. Netflix has Castlevania. Netflix is doing all these stuff. Is there an IP? Cyber, cyberpunk. Cyberpunk. They're, and that one looks good, by the way. Yeah, I, actually, great. I, I think the new one looks good. I was going to ask you guys, is there an IP you would love to see? Uh, it can be a movie, too. TV show. It doesn't have to be a cartoon. Mm-hmm. Is there a particular IP you guys would like to see Netflix or Amazon take on? From Nintendo or in general? In like, general, because I think Nintendo, we know what they're going to do. I could be wrong, but I think Nintendo, we're, it's going to be a, a main platform title. So we sort of know the two or three main titles. Up yeah. Hit. Zelda. So is there Splatoon, any, though? Splatoon show. Hell yeah. A Splatoon show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sign me up for that. That, that, could, that would be a good young adult, young adult show. Young adult show. Um, yeah. Is there any um, others you guys can think of? Something that, like... You, uh, any game they did dragon's dogma which didn't turn out well uh maybe sure. a god of war either animated or live action of kratos maybe prior to the events of god of war one that or be between cool. between three and four like how he how he got there the whole yeah, yeah how he got there and dude that's uh, a good idea and... that's a good idea i love that that's that's awesome with christopher judge please ah. <laughs> but, <yeah. laughs> well, well he could maybe a Sekiro thing because they have really cool story in that they do they do and there's a lot of lore in Sekiro that i think 
I just think that the, even though people love it, they don't hold it as like in the same weird regard as a battle. Uh, what's the other one? Bloodborne. Um, you know, oh, those other ones. I think true. that they, they just, which, so I would like to see Sekiro over Bloodborne. I would actually, I, I mean, I like the ideas of Bloodborne, but those are good, good examples. Any from you, Mike? Anything you want to see? Probably Yakuza. Oh, oh <laughs> um, yeah, come on. And, and, and to be specific yeah. here, like, like part of the problem I think that they have with game adaptations is let's tell the same story with the same characters right you're like on the thing and you're never yeah. gonna make that work but exactly. a yakuza series uh uh kind of like ichiban like a new character but with that same weird ass yakuza energy mm -hmm. like uh I, it's pretty I much an anime already seen, right yeah i don't <laughs> yeah. know if anyone's yeah, yeah. seen the movie by uh no Amike. uh it's just got this weird energy to it and the, like that's the part it's like a kung fu hustle yeah that he really yeah. captured like it's serious and emotional but also wacky so like a yakuza set in kamurocho <laughs> with a new character but carrying that energy like that's that's which is I why call. cyberpunk will work as anime because it's like you know you don't have to have v and keanu reeves in there you just set right. it in yeah. city and, and, oh, and dude, it'd be cool you know dude yeah yuji as a main character would be amazing he's like the villain from two kiwami two and yeah like his story would be great. Mm -hmm. So the thing about Yakuza, I think Yakuza might be the de facto generic answer. Now that I think about it, that fits. Yeah, I, I mean, I sort of works. would want my, yeah, I actually think Yakuza is probably one of the best answers. And one of the reasons why is because like you said, That's it's true. already an anime. You're throwing people's crotches into light poles. You're doing the weirdest shit ever. You're dressing up like schoolgirls to do jobs. You've got the babies, <laughs> the men babies. It practically with writes the, itself. It writes you itself. You throw in a little karaoke. Hire a couple like, people that used to work on The Simpsons when it was considered yeah, good yeah, yeah. and be like, dude, <laughs> let's come up with an out of this. Now, remember, United States in particular, our censors would be all over it. It'd, they'd be it, People would be bitching all over the Internet. And that's what I want. I want people to be uncomfortable. And Yakuza is a perfect example of we're playing it and we see it and we're even we, at least me, when I play Yakuza, some of the missions like, you know, schoolgirl teacher. And I'm like, Whoosh. you know, like. That's it's not a joke here as much as it might be in Japan. <laughs> but I, I mean, want them to make it a joke. I want I like that uncomfortable feeling, and I would love mm -hmm. to see them do that and just be like, "This is our stuff, man. This is this is in the game." What are you gonna say, Johnny? Well, I was just gonna say we have some really risque stuff that's out there, like the boys that I know a, a lot of you guys no, you're like. Right. You're right. So I I think yeah, I think I the think boys is too over the top work. though, Johnny. Uh, if you compare it to Yakuza. When we go over the top to the point where he's masturbating on all of New York at the end of you the first dissociate. of the first, yeah. You're, and by the way, Amazon did not want that. They were like, "You can't masturbate on New really? York." Really? And the writers were like, "Why?" And they were like, "New Yorkers will find you." Like they were fine. They were like, "No." And he, I mean, and I think he's done it two or three times. Uh, whatever. But I mean, it's and, it's over the top, and I think they get away with it. And see if you nail Yakuza, then what you can also do is say, "All right, now that you understand what Yakuza is, we're gonna do it." in different places so yep. which we all that want same, right which bring we all that want. energy yep. to like boston gangsters dude I, I, <laughs> like yeah. just weird or like, like the russian and, and boston gangsters against each other you could do some crazy you could do shit so much those so cultures much are coming shit. together yeah like that's and, a good and, idea just man. set it in there in, in the same way that the the money heist shows are yeah. like in different countries and it has that flavor of that kind of 
but you got to start with Yakuza. You yeah, you got to start with the one that gamers will also back up in their discussions and that sure. everybody sort of sure. knows. That's that's get one the thing. Groundswell. Is, you get the groundswell. Yeah, and it's uh, it, on, honestly, guys, we all know what caused the uh, groundswell for fantasy, which was Lord of the Rings, because there had been a ton of B movies that were swords and sorcerers. It took them to finally do Lord of the Rings and you start getting these other shows and movies. Without Lord of the Rings, we probably wouldn't see anything on Amazon that even remotely looks like. It takes a while. Like where people yeah. become, oh, it's not nerdy. For example, I was watching a poker game that was from 10 years ago. It was just a high stakes poker game. And one of them was joking about magic. And one of the long-term poker guys was like, have you ever heard about girls? And I was like, that is the most dated comment I think I've ever heard on YouTube. Like mm -hmm. that's so right. old. Right, the thought processes, and not, and I wasn't dissing on him. That at that time, I would have made the joke, but you see it now moving forward, and the things that you could do with Yakuza and push the acceptance a little bit of things being quirky. I think the boys has done that, though. You're right, Johnny. The boys is yeah. It's it's the age of nerds now. Nerds are oh, it is. Thing, you know? It is. Yeah, and, if if you can't unfortunately, it. kind of yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> kind uh, of. If you can't find it, find uh, it's it's by uh, Takahashi Miike. Uh, Mike. And it's mm -hmm. uh, the Yakuza movie, but he also did a later one, uh, much recently, uh, Yakuza Apocalypse, which isn't related, but also you should watch that. It's it's but nonsense. it is related to the Yakuza games. It in is some not. Way? It is not. Not Apocalypse. Not Apocalypse. It is about a Yakuza dude who finds out that his boss is a vampire, um, and then things happen. And it is the weirdest shit, but it's that same energy that he had for the Yakuza movie, just to, in his own. It's it's you can find Yakuza Apocalypse on Amazon Prime, I think. I think you can rent it. Um, Jan, ten dollar super chat. Hi everybody, enjoying the show. Thank you very much, Jan, for the super chat. Uh, what else do we got there, Johnny, for topics? Well, you guys mentioned that the writing team for the new Fable is now led by Control co-creator. And Abzi added that this person also wrote AC Syndicate and Dishonored, Death of mm -hmm. the Outsider. Yep, really? she wrote for yeah. Well, well, she wasn't the lead there, but but uh, she wrote for them. Like I think uh, one of them was like a scriptwriter, and the other one was like a cutscene director or something like that. Um, and she is uh, leading the new Fable uh, story. And I love Death of the Outsider. I didn't play Syndicate. Um, and obviously, control is crazy, wacky, cool. Yeah, which I is think, a little I think... weird because I figured Fable would be further along, but well, yeah, that's true too because they announced it like five years ago. Um, <laughs> but I do think con the controls like weird vibe uh, kind of fits with Fable, which also goes into like such random, like dreamy places. So, like, I could totally see that working. Um, I just we just won't see Fable for in forever, pretty much, which. Given given that you know, because they haven't even written the goddamn story for Christ's sake. <laughs> God damn it! Yeah, it just shows how how far along it is. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Gene, can you do like, me a what? favor? Can you put the mic yeah. on the inside of your uh, on the inside of your sleeve or on the inside of your cuff on your? It's banging. Oh, is it? Yeah. Uh, is, is, is this, it's is that yeah right it was that okay was okay it's, it's this one because i was touching it that's why it's oh, oh okay i was just um yeah but uh sorry so no that's all right so the thing about fable yeah nothing <laughs> yep nothing i dude fa like remember how ken levine got a bunch one of the things i hate is when 
I joke about it with Death Stranding for sure. And I'm the first to admit that Artur, you know, the artiste, the high end, you know, no one can touch his creative mind. And Ken's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ken's like that too. And But they also then get dragged into this uncomfortable conversation where if they ever change their ideas, people are like, oh, he's just being difficult. Well, the thing that happens, especially with a Microsoft or whatever, is sometimes there's not enough oversight. And this is what everybody worried about with Death Stranding. I know we worried about it because we talked about it. We were like, oh, by himself without somebody over the top of him, what are we going to get? This shit's not going to make any sense. And it, that's sort of what we got, but it still turned out good for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Fable, dude, that's going to be, it's going to be a long time. It's going to be a yep. long time. And, and the idea of it being rebooted is not too crazy to think of. And Playground Games, who has amazing chops on their games, was not forced to do their games on a specific time frame either. And even though they hired a whole, you know, they got a whole new development group and stuff, I just, uh, I think people need to be prepared that uh, Fable shouldn't even really be talked about, especially if they're just now getting a writer. Absolutely. That's crazy. It's unfortunate. It is. It is. That's one of the problems with Microsoft. Too much money can hurt too. You know, where you, where you sit back and you're like, we'll just let it happen. And sometimes what you need to do is put somebody in charge. Who's like, no, it needs to happen. There's a difference. Mm -hmm. There's a huge difference mm -hmm. in game creation. Uh, what else have we got? So, uh, well, one thing I wanted to mention is there is a new expansion for Gwent that came out. And I wanted to ask if you guys are mm. Gwent fans, because let me tell you, I played a lot of Gwent in the Witcher three guys. It was embarrassing. I know I was supposed to rescue Siri, but if, if I didn't challenge every single NPC to Gwent, I don't, you know. Do, have you guys played at all the the Gwent game? No. Unfortunately, I never played card games after Triple Triad and Final Fantasy VIII, where I was absolutely obsessed with Triple Triad, and it was the only <laughs> thing I played. It was the only thing I played, and I was like challenging like every boss and like every character that was about to die, and I'm like, right. hey, you want to play cards first? um so after that i was like this ruined like the final fantasy 8 experience for me so like i'm just not gonna play these card these ancillary card games because like if i played gwent like that would probably just have been the witcher 3 experience for me too because it is a fun card game and i was just like i'm just not gonna play this but like so, so which is why it's great news that there is a gwent game coming out and it's like okay that's fantastic like there's no there's nothing to like break the yeah there's anymore. nothing play... there's nothing you have to break yeah. away from you can just play it when you want yeah, to play yeah yeah i guess it's a play card now that's fine yeah i didn't like um I, well i didn't get into the pvp one because i'm not a fan of card pvp games because it, yep. it boils down to who who has the better cards or i don't know I, i'm not really most of them, the time but it does most, most of the time, of the time. Yeah. but uh i love thronebreaker I think it's a great game. Yeah, great game. It incorporated Gwent in a lot of different ways where you had like puzzle games that involved yep. Gwent and they did uh they had enough improvements from Witcher to make it feel like its own thing. So I really enjoyed that one. And Rogue Mage looks like it's a roguelike in the Gwent uh game, but it seems like it has mixed reviews. I'm not sure. Um, John Martin, $10 super chat on vacation this week and can actually be here. Love the show. Rock on. Thank you for the 10 bucks. Hopefully we didn't strand you as you're like your last $10 for gas you spent on the podcast. He's sitting on the edge of the road. Just listening to the podcast with an empty car. I appreciate you uh, throwing that money our way. Gwent, I've never touched. So I wouldn't know. I mean, I played a little I, bit in Witcher 3, but I wasn't a fan. Yeah, I played you in didn't, Man, you didn't like it in Witcher 3? I like Witcher 3. didn't get into it? I didn't like Gwent. Like, like Gwent, it's just like Valhalla has a fun little dice game. 
Oh, I, I played it one. a little bit. I liked yeah. it, but I didn't. I didn't stick. <laughs> I will tell you this: if you put a fishing game in your fucking game, expect mm. Karen to spend at minimum twenty hours in a fishing because Dude, there's something about the dual layer so game funny, that I die for. When Red Dead had fishing, I was like, "Oh no, I'm screwed." Dude, because like, there have I would been two hours. games. There have been two games that when we discussed the game, I was like, "Wait, there is a fishing game." I think like Final Fantasy 15, Far Cry 5. Yeah, Far I Cry went 5. Into Get the discussion. By yeah. Yeah, we were talking about the game. I'm like, dude, I played the whole game. I didn't know you could fish. <laughs> like- <laughs> Pretty much every JRPG I've played has fishing in it as well. Every it's single it's JRPG. Thing, right? Yeah. Very right. typical. Yeah. Fire Emblem, fucking uh, Tales. Near Autumn. Like, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> All of them do. Um, we were asked a question. I want to uh, roll up here. Oh, the uh, it was a question about Skate going free to play and changing its name yes. from Skate Four to, to Skate to Skate. And 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 they're doing a game as a service, so it's going to be in a continuous. Well, I think that's thing. why they changed the name. Like yeah. you right. don't want a sequel. Yeah. You want a game that doesn't have a number, so it's no one expects skate. the next one. You know. Yep. Yeah. And we'll see that with Madden when Madden or whatever one of the football games finally decides that they're going to have the platform start on a certain year i bet you it'll just be dropped it'll just be like madden nfl or whatever and that it, from that mm. point on no numbers um i don't know man i like do you guys like skate do you guys is skate a big deal for any of you guys i've always been a tony hawks person mm-hmm. that's so i never actually played the skate games myself are they multiplayer yeah usually yeah i think so i think yeah. so they can't, they can't be uh it it's I, I don't have a problem with the idea per se Um, you're not happy about it mike like like so like i i don't a lot of people automatically hear free to play or microtransactions and they're like ah i don't necessarily believe that i believe that it can be tuned uh absolutely absolutely um lost ark for instance right uh and and i i play genshin i i play fake Mm, grand order which are both free to play games um I don't necessarily think that EA will. <laughs> it, it'd be the same if Take Two announced yeah. that they were doing a free-to-play skateboard game. I'd be like, "You guys they, they, are." They do have four rules. The- they shared four rules on it, on that, and they said no pay to win, no map areas locked behind a paywall, no paid loot boxes. And no paid gameplay advantages. So most likely cosmetic. It's cosmetic. Here's the problem with cosmetic, guys. Let's talk Mm -hmm. about Forza Horizon, which I love. They had a bunch of clothing and you looked like a goober unless you spent Mm -hmm. real money. And I showed that in my review. I'm like, look at this dude. No one would wear this outside. That's what you get unless you buy. And, And by the way, I love the game. So I'm not even interested in looking cool. I'm playing a racing game. But that's this cosmetic thing gets sold as a as a positive when it's like as long as you can look pretty good normally that's one same. Thing. But remember yeah. NBA and my review of that where you had to buy dye for your hair and your beard or they wouldn't be the same separately. Color. You had to I spend agree. cash to make and, and, Go ahead. and like Riders Republic is a, is another good example where. You, like they're almost there, but the cosmetic items that you can buy cost just a bit too much. Oh yeah, you like know you, that math has like, been done, right? <laughs> like if you get if you get that if you get that price down, probably like cut it in half for Riders Republic, it'd be fine. 
Like, yeah, I, Mike, it, do you also notice where a lot of times they purposely do the change conversion so that you always have one dollar less than you're a little bit, to? a little bit actually. Yeah, that's Dude, just every in time. God damn it! Every time you're yeah. playing a game, it's like oh, ten dollars for a mount. You can buy gold coins in nine dollar increments, and you're like. What? Yeah. yeah, so you can what? buy extra and then you'll have a little oh, bit left. Oh, and we're then... going to transform it into diamonds and then yeah. put it into yeah. horseshoes and then smash that into a gold. And by the time you get to silver, you've lost 800 bucks because they also add a <laughs> fee to it. And you're just like, come on, guys. Yeah, yeah. Well, they are That's close. That's what you're scares right. me. Like, That's what close. scares me about cosmetic uh, microtransactions is that once they say, oh, it's only cosmetic, that means, well, we're going to get trash cosmetics that we can earn. I, I'm a fan of the, well, that's probably, you know, dreamlike thinking, but um, I, I, I'm i a fan of being able to earn the same stuff, but with a lot more grinding versus like buy it and get it now, yeah. at least, you know what I mean? Yeah, we'll have to see how they how they roll out. I'll give them a chance. I mean, Genshin yep. Impact turned out, well, Lost Ark is probably the one I always hear about that turned out really well. Like Lost yeah. Ark, yeah. I, and- I would say it's very impossible to really have an issue with that. Like there's so mm. much there that, once you do get to a point, I get it, but you've probably already played 60 hours prior to that. So, yeah, and you we, can we earn pretty some... cool looking shit through the game. Yeah. Like, yeah. You can earn pretty cool looking shit. What were you going to say, Johnny? Well, I was just going to say we have some great examples of successful free to play that have used that strategy. You know, Dota 2, the community loves the cosmetic right. structure and how you, you can get them if you want. Um, League of Legends, the same. Path of Exile, the same. Um, Genshin, I know mm -hmm. that despite the gacha element, um, there are many ways where you can basically almost for free just, you know, get what you want. I have a question for you, Johnny, real quick. uh, Because I didn't track that game too much. Is gacha meaning we gotcha to spend money? (laughs) Is that what it's short for? Sorry, um, I don't know what uh, it's short for. So it's short for gacha pop, which is a, a... Japanese, uh, you probably see them. Actually, we have them in the U.S. and Canada as well. The you know, in front of grocery stores, um, that you put a coin in. Yeah, yeah you turn okay. in, you get a little capsule. That's what they were called. Those are the capsule things are called gacha. Pods. I see. Oh, okay. And so, gacha games are based on that same idea. You put money yeah. in, you don't know what you're going to get out. Okay. Gambling, <laughs> and. It, it's essentially the same as the. It's just the loot boxes before. Yeah, so loot it's boxes. generally right, Mike. It's with the characters because I mean Genshin is the only one that I've played of that type. But like, if you want this character, you can't just outright buy it. You have to roll for it. Mm-hmm, there mm-hmm. are ways where you can just go to eBay and pay two bucks and like buy that character. Like you buy an account that has that character, which is why I said. You know, if you look into it, you can spend like two bucks and you're done. You never have to spend more because you already have what you wanted. You know? And that's generally like, but like, see, and that's the thing, like gotcha loot boxes. If you have uh, issues with gambling or anything like that, that's yes. when you end up on that whale thing. Could be whereas, a trigger. Like, yeah. Whereas like me for like Genshin, like, they'll give you a certain number of free spins. If I don't get the character, like a character that I particularly was like, oh, that dude's cool. I'm just like, whatever. I Like I can play the game without that. Man, I feel but stupid. That, but, I really but thought gotcha, me, man. Gotcha. I gotcha. gotcha. <laughs> but gotcha, that's, that's a me personal thing. That yeah. does not discount the predatory nature yeah. for another player. And that's, yeah, that's, they, they one, they, that's they, one of those things that people need to 
to they also have that concept with regular toy toy boxes too so like for yeah. example i'm wearing a ninja turtle shirt so it's like okay well like you, you can get one of four ninja turtles in a box and you don't know which one you're gonna get so you can buy four boxes and you can get two michelangelo's and two raphael's and that's it yeah yeah <laughs> right. yeah they also have this crazy shit that they do in a lot of mmos uh mostly like asian MMO, korean mmos is when um you go and you want to upgrade your weapon and there's like a percent chance that you can upgrade your weapon with this currency you buy for real money. So you buy this currency and you spend it and it's like 40% chance to upgrade or even 1% chance to upgrade and you keep spending and spending until your weapon's upgraded. And it's like, damn, dude. I'm glad <laughs> here. I'm looking. I just want to read this from chat. Multiple people have said, I actually thought gotcha meant the same thing as Carrick. So I don't feel as dumb. <laughs> you're not alone. So I feel you're really not, stupid no, no, when alone. I said that because it sounds, I, I still am like, has nobody figured that out that that's a you should have named it something else anyway because i can't be the only one thinking yeah that. it's a weird whereas, whereas skate you know what's gonna happen like yeah you're right. gonna be like hey do you want to buy this pair of yeezys right it's gonna oh, cost you five dollars oh my god yeah. um yeah. uh if you want this uh you know you know vans Sure. <laughs> Sorry, this Brett supreme... says I was never brave enough to ask the question Carrick just asked. <laughs> wow. Um, so here's that. the thing, though, yeah. Mike. And Our by the way, Gene, when, when you were gone, we were talking about Skate switching its name and going free to play. That's, that's where yeah, this yeah, conversation yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, that's a tragedy. Yeah. yeah. Do you guys think, okay, this is going to get a little deep in the woods, but I just want to ask something. So we saw with Death Stranding, the Mountain Dew commercial, or what was he drinking? What was the monster? Uh, monster. Monster. Monster Energy. Monster. So do you guys think it would be better? So would you guys be more okay if really cool stuff came out that might be monster identified? Like you got a monster shirt, but you like the design. And this is free, by the way. This is when you buy when you start playing the game. The free-to-play stuff was sponsored. And then this, the cosmetics that they're rolling out wasn't necessarily not sponsored, but it, it maybe was something that nobody would want to sponsor. Like, would you guys... Are you guys okay with that? Like having sponsored stuff be free or... So, like, if I open up my character and I start playing as an archer, I suddenly have a monster energy shirt on. But it looks cool. I think yes, but the idea of that is a little scary for it's me. It's scary, isn't it? Yeah. You know? I was just trying to I, figure I, out. Yeah. yeah. I'd be fine yeah. with it, but the but the, the business case and the strength of skate yeah. is definitely, and EA knows this, <laughs> to go to adidas it is it absolutely is it's a partnership it's a partnership and say with them. look we can put your shirt and your clothes in the game yeah. uh it'll cost five to ten dollars a pop and you will get a cut of that too so it's Man. advertising and you get money for it ea is absolutely going to do that. oh yeah yeah oh yeah because people two. also love take those two. brands you had, you had mentioned yeah and, and that's why i was take, saying take like 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 I, if someone else maybe announced a free-to-play game uh free-to-play skating game maybe that could work but ea take two i know what you guys are gonna do yeah like i know exactly what you're yeah gonna do. yeah yeah in that space <laughs> they're considered bad actors um we got a, a rusty carl five dollar super chat he said happy friday and stay great how do you guys feel about pearl abysses new direction with crimson desert and doki five i don't know about any new art direction Oh, yeah. oh, it's, it, 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 it's uh, pronounced Dokibi. Dokibi. Oh, sorry. I thought it was Do a number. Dokibi, yeah. um, oh, yeah. No, no. I thought it was Dok5, too. So, <laughs> but uh, I've interviewed uh, them. Uh, I don't know what they're, I don't know what's been going on, with, though. I haven't uh, kept in touch with it. I played Black Desert Online, which, which is actually a pretty fun MMO. It's a pretty fun a MMO. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah it's and not bad. To me personally, Crimson Desert looked awesome. 
So yep. I don't know about this switch. Um, I'm assuming, I don't know what he says. How do you feel about the new direction? Hmm. Uh, so, I think I think they want to expand uh, the, their 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 player base, uh, and with Dokivi, they're they're kind of going going for that like like young Pokemon like like crowd or whatever. Right. And then so they're they're creating like a high quality open world like like triple A kids game where like you can you you battle other monsters with like fireworks and like confetti and stuff like that. You know, it, it looked kind of fun. I don't know. Yeah, and I don't. I don't know if Crimson Desert. I think Crimson Desert is probably their like AAA open world game. Yeah, I'm not sure yeah, if it's yeah. it's single also player, right? Yeah, I think it's supposed to be single oh, right. player yeah, if I remember correctly. Um, yeah. And I, we're going to see a lot more of that. Um, I mean, we're already <laughs> sort of seeing it in the Korean and Chinese wave, which is a bunch of developers who were previously um, like working. Uh, consulting for other studios or working under other studios uh, finally getting their chance to go indie like Genshin Impact uh, Mihoyo is one of those like they they gained all of their stuff before they started doing their own games working for others and then once they've moved and you're starting to see that too uh, what's the Wukong uh, mm-hmm. Black, uh, Black whatever Black it is Black Monkey yeah. mm-hmm. can't wait yeah and like those Perlibus was like that too. They were they were working for mobile games, and they're like, you know what, I I, I want to kind of want to make my own game. I'm tired of making mobile games, so. right? And so they gained all their their strength on mobile games. And then they've separated out gotcha. to their own independent studios, and they're starting to make big games. So you're gonna probably see in like another couple of years, like Genshin was the the harbinger of that, but more of those games start to make their way over to the U.S slowly and especially with unreal engine just yeah all these new chinese trailers i've been seeing in unreal have been fucking crazy like just yep. insane over the top combat looks fucking good dude that and that here's the thing man uh because we're gonna have a developer on here in, in just a couple of days from a triple a studio and when i was asking him questions i was like why are we hearing all that? and they don't use unreal for the game he's working on but he worked on unreal on the side and he was and his his statement was Anybody who touches Unreal for a period of time, no matter how detailed and immaculate their internal engine is, which most actually aren't anymore, um, you will they will want to switch to Unreal. He was like, it's he, he was like the iteration time in Unreal is Unreal. The ability <laughs> to put something down and get a game looking good and working well is one tenth the time. And, and that's why the Go that's ahead. why the Unity thing went. That's so yeah, the nudity. The yeah, low, it went yeah. so poorly, and uh, it, it's just it's a huge uh, it's a huge boon to developers, guys. I played around with Unreal, and I was able to make a level that looked better than last generation's games in mm-hmm. fucking like half a day. I was just I don't yeah, wasn't like I, a huge thing, but it had action and combat, and I was just like, oh my god. This is amazing. So it's just uh, it's just a lot easier to hire for Unreal too, because like, look, look at how much little time you spent, and you were able to do that much. So like, imagine people who actually like train day by day into this. Yeah, that that, that pool of of hire is just going to be so much easier. So you can just expand your studio more, so you can just make bigger games. You know, as um, opposed to you know Halo Infinite, like they're working on their own wacky yeah, engine, right. and like like they can't they can't have enough people over there. You know, like, yeah, I can't believe that they pull. Co- they pull people away from fixing desync to 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 make the co-op and it's like yeah. man desync has been an issue since day one yeah yeah that's it's absolutely insane that you guys can fix a, a core issue of the multiplayer 
and and like also also update co-op at the same time like they really can't have two balls up in, up in the air at the same time well i mean they couldn't so. even handle master chief collection which is a, a steaming pile of shit uh dakota yeah. martin five dollar super chat hey carrick love you guys been watching for years i've seen you play hunter call of the wild just wondering if you'll be trying out way of the hunter i will it's a good question also if you're a fan of uh call of the wild they've released about 15 new reserves and we'll probably do a stream at some point for that Beastie by Nature, $9 Super Chat. I've recently lost my uncle. That sucks. I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, who got me into games. For a while, I've not wanted to play anything until I decided to play Ori today. What games got you back into playing after a difficult life period? Well, Jeans explained a little bit about Cyberpunk. So there's that. Um, and did you do that prior to the podcast starting, Gene? Or do you want to share that story? You well, were talking uh, about playing Cyberpunk and how you feel about it now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just played Cyber. Well, I, I guess it's like getting me back into gaming. Um, mm -hmm. For that, I guess it's like it, it was actually Metal Gear Solid um, mm -hmm. One, where I actually quit gaming for a while because like I was uh, I was uh, into drugs and like like suicidal. I, I was in and out of mental institutions and rehab uh, back in high school. And then when I went to college, I went to my buddy's house and he was playing Metal Gear Solid One on the PlayStation. And like there was all this dialogue and talking and they're talking about politics and nuclear yeah. bombs and like Metal Gear. And I'm just like, oh, my God, video games are like this now. Like, I can't <laughs> believe I quit. You're playing Atari combat and shit last time you played. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I guess the last game I played was like Resident Evil 2, where like, you know, like it's like, hey, you take this key card. And yeah. it's like, like yeah, that's yeah. the last time. That's the last like story presentation we got. So like Metal Gear Solid was like a like leagues ahead of anything else i was like i'm getting back into video games and i'm gonna play this metal gear solid right away and then like i just never stopped ever since ever since so that's very cool mike do you have any yeah. difficult times and we don't have to if we don't have any uh yeah i i, I will say twice uh one i i honestly have not had that many difficult times uh and two i've also never really stopped playing um like i've been uh my first real like retail job in high school was at a video game store um so i've been playing like games just straight the entire time through like even well i got it and, and that's that's why i ended up doing this because i was already just always playing games uh there was some piracy in there but we'll yeah. Don't, your don't heart talk about <laughs> being a pirate is all right with me um, so yeah i've like i've never stopped um for me like now it's a little bit lessened because i don't have to anymore so i only play the ones that are like oh this is this strikes my fancy right um but for a while there like I, I I've I've just been on the treadmill and and you know that like if you're reviewing everything it's just yeah it just keeps going and and you might remember the stuff but Mike the one I've always prided myself on memory of games I played but lately I've been like what which which one of the eighty Resident Evil games had this that starts to creep up where especially with series what about you uh, Johnny any like bad times that games have gotten um well. I don't really have that because for me, games and playing guitar is what I do to process difficult stuff a lot of times, right? So very often if I'm processing something, I do that via those those things. 
And so I've never had a case where something bad pulled me away from games. So yeah. Gotcha. What about you, Abzi? Yeah, actually, I've never actually stopped playing games, but last year, I believe it was last year, I my life was just going every, you know, when everything just somehow the stars align and everything's just going oh, yeah. to shit. You know, haywire. My, yeah, yep. I was losing family members. I was my I had family issues, my my country, and you know, a lot of shit was just like fucking with me. So uh, I lost myself in an MMO. Uh it was Final Fantasy 14. And dude, the, the okay, so, so the first 30, <laughs> yeah. you know, Mike, the first 30 hours of the game is unbelievably boring and bad. Like, yeah. like the first an ARR is just fucking it's a slug and a half. But, uh, you know, losing myself in that world and you know, going on fishing trips and stuff and doing all these things in the game helped me get over the ARR hump and then, you know, play the actual really good actual story and yeah. game. And, and uh, yeah, losing myself in MMO is the surefire way to have me disregard my, my real life. So For me, I, I think I'm opposite where games probably wouldn't work. Um, it, uh, martial arts works working out works D and D works D and D definitely works social, like getting some friends together and playing D and D or doing this podcast because it's not bullshit. When I say that, like I'll have a bad week or I had a migraine. And in fact, right before we went live and the moment we start talking, it goes away. And so to me, the Friday podcast is like that's So if there's bad times, I come together with people I know and it's, it usually goes away. But when I um, was young, I had a, like, I guess you would call it a disease, but, um, I had some issues with bleeding and, and clots. And so I was in the hospital and they put me next to the oncology ward, the cancer ward. So it's just a really depressing time. It was like people were dying. Like, and so I got to know this one kid and he, he passed away while I was like laying next to him and he had a game. He had a LCD game, those old style LEDs. And it was, oh, it was basically man. snake. It was basically snake and you could play like nine or 10 versions by hitting the menu button. And it was really just snake with one ball that you need to catch or snake with two or snake with three. That's, that's how old this was. And I remember his mom and dad came in and they collected his things and she walked over and she's like, do you want, do you want this little game that he had, which, you know, I was like, yeah. And I played it. And I remember like that definitely got me not to think about what I was going through, but that was the yeah. last time where like I maybe, in fact, maybe because of that, I don't play games. I have a difficult time enjoying a game if I am having stressful times. So that that's, could have yeah, caused that. It could have. That's a great story. Yeah. Yeah. It could have caused me to re revert from it. But I do think it's yeah. incredibly, what would be the term? It's incredibly therapeutic if it works for you. Uh, it, it I, and I would say 99% of the people I know it does work for them. They get into some world and they do their thing and they, and they evaporate you know, and they can, th I read. And to me, it's reading. Reading is, I don't even know how to describe it. I get really tense in real life if I don't read. And then I'll, and even like family members will be like, maybe you just need to sit down and read. They sort of know that's a thing. <laughs> and I'll jump into a book. Yeah. Two hours later, your brain is like, you know how time, they say time heals all wounds. I, I absolutely don't believe that. Maybe I just hate everything, but I don't believe that. But it, you can get out of a book after two hours and the, the bad time happened a while ago. And it, it, your brain just sort of is like, okay, it's not as important. It's not, and then as you distance yourself from it, so books would be mine. Um, yeah, when you, you do it for work, a lot of times you want to do something else. You know what? I've never had that. that. Oh, really? I've never once had that, and I'm worried I will get it. So I play more games prior to reviewing than I ever do reviewing. 
because I had to force the game time. I agree. With, I agree. Yeah. With that. So I would come home and be like, I got to play a game because if I don't, I got to go to work tomorrow. The weekends, yeah. I'd be like, I'm going to game. And now as a reviewer, I can pick and choose. And um, and I've definitely turned down Death Stranding, Cyberpunk, two of the biggest games of all time. I turned them both down. I was like, Matt, I'm not going to have time. It's not going to work for me. Yeah, like and, I'll, I'll still play games, but like sometimes, well, I play MMOs and, and some other stuff. So I still do like free time stuff. But if I'm not playing, sometimes I'll just jump to other stuff. I'll do anime, comics, yeah. uh, yep. hit the gym you know, stuff like that, just to touch grass. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I, I, I I had comics recently with the whole cancer diagnosis um, and the TMNT shredders revenge. Obviously I'm a huge Ninja Turtles fan. Uh, Got me kind of reading the IDW run. The IDW Um, run is fantastic. Yeah. It's fantastic. I don't like comics by the way. And Batman or the uh, new 52 I've been loving. Mm -hmm. And that uh, IDW was like, those are the two for some, I don't know if somebody mentioned them to me or what. But it's a fantastic yeah. run. They're fantastic. fantastic stories. I, I I read all issues one one through one hundred like like in the in the in the cancer ward. It was it, like it, it made time go by so fast. It was fantastic. I yeah, and it. anything by the way that can make your time go fast when you're in the award there is a positive. Yeah. Let me tell you, there's <laughs> yeah, almost nothing sure. more horrible than being stuck in there. But we do have some cool mm-hmm. questions as well that I got from patrons. I want to ask. Uh, we'll start with Mike and Gene. We'll go to everybody else. But here's the thing I want. We always talk about what's a cool game, blah, blah, blah. What I want to know from Mike and Gene, Mike can go first or Gene can go first. You guys can pass it off if you don't have an answer. What is the hardest experience or more most difficult, stressful experience you have had so far in covering games? Has there been something that has just been, and it doesn't even have to be terrible. It's just the most stressful time that you've had or, or where something just wasn't hitting right when covering games. I think, this is go first. I think this is positive that we're not getting them jumping up saying I have 55 examples. Yeah, I th- well, I guess most recently, I, I think it actually was Cyberpunk where like that, that was really like we got the game so late, you know, um, and then so we had to we had to really like rush through it. And then so I, you know, my initial review of Cyberpunk was pretty positive. And then I hit more and more bugs. And I was like, okay, well, like I'm, I, I feel like I misrepresented the game, and I was, I was also not having fun, and I was also like rushing through the game, so like I wasn't having fun. The game was a mess. Um, I, I felt like I was kind of like misrepresenting it to to readers, um, which no, you know, no one really got mad at me for. Uh, thank, thank goodness. But it still felt bad. It, it, it still wasn't like a fun time. Yeah. Um, so again, like you know, like if I had to review AC Valhalla. That would have also been a terrible time. I would have, I would have hated myself for it, you know. Um, yeah. So so that was probably my my hardest one. Uh, would be GTA Five, the original time, because Rockstar gave it to us, and they did it with Red Dead Redemption Two as well. They gave it to us like a week before embargo. Mm-hmm. So I did GTA Five probably like fourteen hour days. Of just playing straight, then going to sleep, then getting up, then playing, you know, just to meet that embargo. Um, these days, I don't care as much about like the where I am now. I don't have to care as much as embargoes. Right. So it'd be one of those things where I'd be like, uh, a week, mm, we probably can't hit that. So you know, I'll probably do something, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't hammer myself like that. Uh, not anymore. That's probably the worst. Um, 
and then maybe killer is dead uh another issue that i you find in terms of reviewing is if you hate a game yeah um you have to still keep playing it to review it like i'm I'm old school like that i will keep going until i'm done man i wish i like killer is dead yeah you're right about that and then you get to the end and you're like man i really really hated this game but do i really really hate it because i hated it and i had to keep playing or because it was actually that bad and trying to parse through that feeling for a review is difficult for me uh because a lot of people think of like game reviewing and stuff like oh you get to play all the new games early one yes that's sometimes fun uh but you also sometimes miss out on the conversation which is part of the fun of it Uh, but also not every game that you get is gonna be good um uh, Carrick might have some some leeway to be like, ah, I don't want to just, I'm just not covering this. But back when I was doing US Gamer, like, even if it was bad, like, once I was on covering it, like, I was just covering it, regardless if it was good or bad. And when you hit a bad game, uh, it's, it's so, it's like pulling teeth. I, I would agree. I think for me, um, if I don't like a game, I'm very good at teasing the hell out of it so to me it's sort of fun but if it's boring then sometimes you get into a weird position where you're like there's almost no energy to get me ready for the review but yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't say i I really have those kind of experience the worst for me is actually uh, hilarious for me but it should be bad but instead i find it awesome and that's when a certain pr person accepted my request for a review and then accidentally put my name on the forward and called me a bunch of names was like this fat piece of shit who wants our game blah blah blah. by the way they were one of the top four publishers uh in video games and uh they're fired they're gone i don't know if it's because of that but um good it was they were just they were like it was so unprofessional and i come from a place that's pretty unprofessional loggers and shit you know they're gonna say stuff that like nobody expects but i got it and I was like, oh my God. And I thought it was, I mean, it was bad in a way where I was like, this person sh- couldn't even, they didn't even need to respond to me. Cause we, I get that still. We're all email, no response. And they, the went they went out of their way to They went out of their way to be names. like this. Yeah. Don't give this person a code. They're just a piece of blah, blah, blah. blah. And oh, I found out later it's cause I didn't like a game they had professionally worked on. And huh. I, I teased it, but uh, hmm. it wasn't really bad. In fact, I sort of, I mean, to, in a weird way, I'm like, wow, I and and I got that person to be that energetic. You thrive on that, Kirk. I do, I, admittedly. You on, on Twitter. Yeah, like I'll do it on Twitter. I'll just honeypot people to see what people will say on Twitter. And I know you're not supposed to do that, but it is, it is really fun. fun. <laughs> it is really, especially with certain people, if you say something and you're just waiting, you're like, okay, there, somebody's got to jump on this. And then you get that person who leaps and you're like, oh, here we go. It's going to be awesome. But uh, yeah, I wouldn't say I've had a bad one. It's It's been great. It's been a really good experience. But I got lucky. I met Vermintide guys who are fantastic. I've got to talk to you guys who are fantastic. I've got to talk, like almost everybody I've dealt with has luckily been awesome. And I got lucky because I know that's not always the way it goes. I've talked to Dreamcast guy and a couple other people behind the scenes about particular things. And I hear their stories and I'm like, you can sort of tell that might've colored them a little bit. It might've tinted their idea of gaming. I came into it and my first interview, I always say this was with fat shark and we laughed for a solid two hours. Like it was ridiculous previewing Vermintide and sitting with them. And they were like, we've never had an interview like this. Like, who are you? And I'm like, let's just find out. We did the dumbest stuff. 
And yeah, you get those good reactions. Um, Scott Jelinek, $5 super chat. Lots of drama over RDR2 online being dead. People complaining Rockstar needs to add content. The game already has 200 hours. Are gamers too entitled? No. No, they didn't support it as much as people wanted. Yeah, Red, Red, Red Dead Online was sold at least as a online service that would continue. Yeah. Uh, and there's an expectation that that would actually happen. It's yeah. like if Skate 2 comes out and they support it for two years and then walk away. Yeah, you can be angry that it doesn't. Like, that's not entitlement. It'd be yeah, one thing. Uh, if you're just talking about RDR2, the base game, but they sold the online thing and they still support GTA. Yeah, they sell yeah, it separately. And it, had, and it had microtransactions in, in RDO too. So it's like... Dude, it's you like, had to pay to get fishing, not pay, but you had to grind like a yeah. mother in RDR2 to get fishing when it first came out. Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of even worse than Halo Infinite in that regard, because at least Halo Infinite is free and it's not being supported very well. Mm, yeah, but oh, like, the multiplayer it, for Halo Infinite? Yeah. Yeah. But at least it's free, um, and like, but it would be kind of like if you bought Halo Infinite and then they just stopped supporting it, and it's like, yeah, like you sold it as like a service. You sold this as like a continuing living world, and then you just didn't do anything with it. Like I was really looking forward to Red Dead Online, so it is. I I, I do I do think it's pretty disappointing. You know, I'm not gonna cry over it, but. I moved on from it, but moment like, of silence for the people who bought Anthem as well. You know? <laughs> oh yeah, Anthem too. Oh, Anthem. Anthem was oh, absolutely Anthem. terrible. Yeah, and not only that, guys. With Anthem, I always get this almost nostalgic feeling for games, even if they're bad, that die. There's something about me that's like I wish it might be games preservation in my mind. I'm not as big on that as everybody else, but there's something about it when I find out a game they're turning the servers off, and this game's not going to have multiplayer. Which is Ubisoft just announced all those games where like you know bits and pieces of them would be turned off. I get that nostalgic feeling, but um, I'm not going to cry about it. Like Gene said, like, it's yeah, just that it's, yeah. it's unfortunate. Um, I did want to ask you guys, we got another question here, which was what is your biggest fanboy or fangirl moment from Gene and Mike? So Ooh, I... what was your biggest, uh, I met this like game designer or I got to play this game early. I met Hideo Kojima. Oh, um, awesome. I got to interview him. Uh, I got to ask him about Metal Gear Solid 2 and the internet and meme culture and like misinformation. Uh, these were questions that I've been wanting to ask him since 2001. Mm -hmm. And I got, I was able to ask him 18 years later in 2019 in New York city when he was on tour for death stranding. And it was it, like, I, I never get nervous for any interview, you know, like I've interviewed like George W. Bush, you know, I've interviewed Bill Clinton. Wow. You know? What? Yeah. Um, I forgot. Yeah. He has yeah. Yeah, Washington post. It's not, they're not interviewing yeah. Carrick. They're interviewing people. Who <laughs> yeah, <matter>. yeah. <laughs> Continue Jane. Sorry. Yeah, like like I've spoken to Hillary Clinton, you know, like like That's none of those awesome. people ever in none of those people ever intimidated me. But then when I heard that Hideo Kojima was walking down the hall, my palms were sweaty, mom spaghetti, you know, like it was crazy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Like 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 I was just I, I I was like telling my video producer, do I look okay? Like how do I look? You look fine. Like, <laughs> like you know? a date, it's right? Like, You're like got yeah. an iron shirt and shit. <laughs> That's awesome. It was absolutely yeah. crazy. So then I, you know, and then like the article is pinned on my Twitter. So if you guys want to check it out, uh, you know, I, I'm super proud of the article. Uh, Kojima later followed up with me, and he said, like, you know, like, like you, you were really one of the only interviewers who, interviewers who ever got me. Uh, so like to hear that, 
is just like a dream come true. And before that, the, the other fanboy moment was seeing the trailer for Metal Gear Solid 3 in e, at E3. And I was like, oh my God, this is the new trailer. I feel so close to the creator. And like little did I know that 16 years later, I would actually get to meet him and chat with him and talk with him. And now now we just like exchange messages every once in a while. Dude, that's amazing. crazy. Yeah? That's amazing. Yeah. That's so good. What about you, Mike? Uh, so most of the ones since I started doing this professionally, like I, I've also met Kojima. Um, yeah. And I sort of stow, like I can mentally, once I hit that um, um, that barrier and I start talking to the person, like it just goes away. Like it's just mm -hmm. you and me, we're doing the interview. Um, mm -hmm. So my biggest one was probably um, back in the day before I was doing this professionally, I worked for a game store uh, and um, you could go to E3 if you worked in games and retail. Yeah. Um, so my first E3 was pre-professional. That was Atlanta uh, for the N64. Um, and I went, like, I was still in high school. And I went to E3, which was just, like, a huge moment. Um, that was, they were showing the N64 for the U.S. at that time. That's how old this was. That's huge. And, yeah, and I was losing my mind just period we're outside because the dude i'm with was slightly older like because we just rolled into a jeep and and drove up there and he had to go out for a smoke and miyamoto was there just outside the convention center just like standing and uh yeah we fanboyed out i i fanboyed out on miyamoto right there yeah, shook his hand was like yeah got a picture uh that's probably that was my biggest fanboy moment before like professionally i'm just like like i'll get in we'll do the interview we'll talk I'll, right. at the end i'll be like thanks uh maybe drop a little uh like hideki kamiya i'll be like yo i really like this thing that you did uh or like talking with naoki yoshida uh, being like, yo, is that the Garo ring that you're wearing there, dude? And then maybe we'll jaw jack. But generally, the fanboy moment, start once I start doing this professionally, it's like at the end, briefly. Because, you know, they got shit to do. They're yeah. people, uh, and we're trying to get shit done. And usually it's at a PAX or an E3, so we got to go anyways. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, uh, but Miyamoto, yeah, I 100% I fanboyed out on Miyamoto is huge. I've only interviewed him or like via email. So if I ever meet him in person, like that would that, that would probably be another one, you know? Where I'd yeah. be like, oh my God, you know, I'm meeting God right here. You know, it's crazy. I got lucky because I got to interview Brian Fargo and uh, a spectacular guy. We got to mm. sit down with him. But the other one was Jordan Wiseman. And he, we didn't have any place to go at GDC. There was nowhere to go. And we just sat on the floor in the middle of a hallway. And he sat two hours talking about Battletech, all the old stuff, all the trademark shit he's had to fight through, working for various companies, making Shadowrun, all that kind of stuff. And just That's sitting so cool. with him for hours. I, and he I was did the that. coolest dude I've ever met. I, I did them uh, for when he was not Shadowrun. It was for Battletech. Battle I wanted to go over through his whole career. And we were at PAX West. And he was just like. Uh, Dude, like wait a, a minute. Of, it might have been the same. It might have been the same year I talked to him then. Probably. So, so like a lot of the stuff when we do interviews, uh, usually there's a PR person. Right. Right there. And they'll cut off the interview. 
but I, I, I he owns the company. Yep. So he was just like, uh, are we good to his PR person? And then he was like, let's just go find a little place at the convention center. Okay, that must have been talk. the same year. Yeah, must have yeah. been the same year. And we can just talk. And we just walked over to like a, a bit of the Seattle Convention Center and he interviewed for like a good two hours because I wanted to ask him about his entire career. So yeah, it, uh, dude, he's one of the greatest guys. He sat down and he was surprised because I was a big Battletech fan. So I was naming like robots and shit. And he was like, oh, my God, you do know what's And w then we sat and it was him as a fan of like what he's worked on. And that was also cool because it wasn't Jordan has a, a refreshingly uh, excited way of talking about stuff that a lot of people who've created it don't have anymore. And they like they've created it and they moved on, but he was very much excited about old stuff he had done. Just excited, just like he loved it. You could tell. And sometimes you'll get a person where you can tell their old stuff is like, yeah, they know they did it. And that's great. And I can refresh and talk to you about the same, you know, blurbs that I always give. And you get that one lucky person who does that. Yeah, it's very cool. Uh, and then we have another question here. Well, what, one sec. Oh. Yeah, we, I, I need to say mine you guys as have well. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go go on, Nabzi, you first. Me first? Oh, okay. It's um there's this artist who is a part of Mousetrap. Mousetrap is like the uh the um record label owned by Dead Mouse. And uh, there was an artist name, uh his name is Atlas. I don't know if he's still there, but I loved his music. And uh he was coming to play here in London, Ontario, and I was part of a promotion company that would deal with like getting those people and kind of like talking to them and stuff like that. Um, so I, we were on stage while his opener was playing. I think I said something like, oh, I like this certain moment from your mix. And he was like, wait, that's my favorite moment too. Like I added this because blah, blah, blah. And he was like, okay, let's go backstage and talk a little bit. And then he, we went backstage and just talked about music production. And, and he's like, yo, I'll add you. And back in the day when, when, when people actually used Facebook, it's like, Facebook. I'll add you on Facebook. And, and we shared stuff and, and it was like, I was just fangirling and so I was like, oh my God. Uh, That's yeah. very cool. What about you, Johnny? Uh, well, I got to meet Hugh Jackman uh, here Wait, in London. What? That just that just blew my story. Go for it, dude. <laughs> I okay. So it was crazy, man. So this one day, uh, me and some friends were uh, went to be part of an audience to one of these like TV programs where you know you have an audience and there's like people being interviewed, and one of the guests was Hugh Jackman. And at the end, after the show. We we kind of had the chance to walk up to him and like shake his hand and stuff. And first of all, I'm taller than him, so take that, Hugh Jackman. But I, I told him, right, I geeked out, dude, I love you in Wolverine, right? And he he did the thing, you know, the uh, um, there in person. That was awesome. He's an awesome dude. Uh, you know, he took he didn't have to. He took the time to actually, you know, say hi to whoever wanted to. To approach him, like shake your hand, you know, like really down, um, <clears throat> down to earth, and uh, yeah, that was an awesome moment. That's very cool. Uh, the uh, last question that these guys have, uh, it, they they just say currently, but they wanted to ask um, Gene and Mike, what are your favorite IP? It sound, I, I think we might know these answers now through all this discussion. But what's your favorite IP, comic, movie, music, etc.? So, like, what's you, you can pick any of those any of those categories. Like, is there something you're in love with particularly right now? It sounds like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles might be jeans. Oh, totally Ninja Turtles. Yeah, I'm wearing the shirt. I got the comics in the back. Uh, you know, I got the $200 
limited run game version, which is a total ripoff. I do not recommend buying it, but I bought it anyways um, because I'm just a total Ninja Turtle shill. And you know, I, I you, you see a Street Fighter Two arcade cabinet in back. I kind of want the Turtles in Time uh, version. You know, it's just the Ninja Turtles were like the Beatles of like '80s pop toy culture. You yeah. Know? So yeah, definitely. What what is yours, Mike? I'll be right back. I'm gonna let my dogs in. Ah, uh, single one. Shit. Damn, I don't know if I have a single one. Uh, Superman, Spider-Man. Yeah, Gundam and Common yeah. uh, Rider. Those are my, mm. like, across the board uh, big ones. Um, uh, huge Superman fan. Uh, huge fan of all facets. Spider-Man, like, even all the extra... Spider-Man's Miles, um, Ben Riley, stuff like that. Uh, Common Rider has been a long time. I lived in Japan for a while, um, so I've carried Common Rider and Super Sentai love since then. And then Gundam, uh, I came to later, like in the Gundam Wing uh, era, but like on the the fake bookshelves i have in the background here i, I just i i uh, my pc is just looking into my kitchen so uh, i put fake bookshelves up here like you know you can see the the omnibuses of like you know batman superman i got some is this your own bookshelf where you just took a picture of it uh yeah yeah uh, and then this is actually just one of the bookshelves. I have uh, a, a second one in there that I didn't have a picture of, but I was just like, okay, I'll take this and put this up. So um, beautiful but, collection. I'm jealous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so no, it, it, it's never just one thing. You gotta, you gotta love a whole bunch of stuff, but yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah but those are, those are probably like my big four. Like I'll just like, I'll turn out for, for any of this. So. You definitely want to be a multifaceted person, you know, like I'm just not like a Ninja Turtles guy for sure, you know. <laughs> right. Every um, even your bed spreads Ninja Turtles. That's just that's all. <laughs> Are Power Rangers considered pop culture now? Yes, absolutely. Oh, totally. oh yeah, for uh, sure. Um Battle for the Grid is an awesome game too. Play that yeah. one. Uh Hasbro is not gonna spend a ton of money to buy something that's not pop culture. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. What else we got, Johnny, for topics? So uh, we did our topics. We have questions Go there. Do you want me to read those? The ones we Yep. We had okay. So uh hardest oh wait, so we've already asked a couple of those. Uh well we do have this one. Maybe maybe uh the guys here can weigh in. How do you feel about games to shows and movies? Uh, I watch every single one of them. I've watched every single video game adaptation ever made, at least to a movie. Um, I love them, even though they're terrible. I think Assassin's Creed was the worst one ever made. Um, <laughs> oh, that's Michael that. Fassbender, right? Yeah, Michael Fassbender. Wow. Obviously so great, bad. Great, great it's talent, so but it's, <laughs> it's, it's such bad, a bad right? movie, you know? Wow. It's such a terrible movie. Um, it, like, it made me like want to vomit. Like, like It made me physically ill. It, like It's that bad. Um, but I, I also did an article like the Oscars of video game movies where I basically like give awards to like best actor, like like best best actress, best soundtrack, or whatever to like video game movies. Um, because I I I, lo- I love live ad- adaptations, even though they're terrible. You know, so t- definitely take my Resident Evil Netflix recommendation with a grain of salt because like 
my the bar for video game adaptations is so low because like I've I've watched them all, and like I, I'll I'll take anything. Like it's just like absolute brain junk candy for me. Hmm. I I'm I'm I will say one thing. You know, with Halo and this Resident Evil and also like the Cowboy Bebop adaptation that that Netflix did. I'm honestly getting a little tired of like these shows trying to be different and like trying to do their own yeah. thing or whatever like that. It's like, can you just like fucking like adapt the fucking thing and like just like do like do it straightforward? Like, can can Stick anybody to the just material, make... my dude? Like, yeah, just 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 fucking tell the Halo story for fuck's sake, <laughs> you know? Like, so. Like, like I'm, like, like I, I get that you want to, like, like sometimes it's got to be different, right? Like Cyberpunk Edge Runners is doing it like a really unique way. Castlevania Netflix obviously was like absolutely fantastic, um, but it, and I'm still inspired by it. Um, but like, I don't know. Like, if you really can't do it, then, then just don't do it, you know. And sometimes, like, like you're trying too hard. Halo didn't need to be like, like this, like philosophical thing. Like, we just really wanted to see soldiers shoot aliens. That's it. Mm -hmm. I think it's like a thin line. Like I, I super agree with what Mike's point earlier where, dude, just don't tell the same story, you know, just, mm -hmm. just be, have it in the same universe, maybe mm -hmm. some similar characters, but tell a different story that we didn't see in the game, but also, yeah, but also be true to the, the subject matter. I think, think there is a thin line, but just saying, telling the same story, it's like, okay, we've already played the game and they do it. The, the, the game it's, there's a reason for it being a game, right? So yeah. telling different stories is, is great. And yeah, I think Castlevania would be like my, my favorite one by far. I think it's it's like like they're, they're trying to like subvert expectations. They're trying to like everyone's trying to be the last Jedi and like everyone hated the last Jedi. So like, like why, why is everyone like trying to like <laughs> yeah. follow the last Jedi's example? And it's like, oh, we should totally do that and like subvert expectations and have Master Chief have sex. Like, what the fuck? You know, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, like, I'm just so tired of that shit. Like, what the, like, like, I don't understand, you know? And that cowboy bebop, like, 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 what if, what if this character was this completely different way? And like, you know, Resident Evil was like nothing like the games. And it's like, I, I don't know. I'm just getting a little exhausted by it. And it, 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 like, it only adds more discourse, and discourse is only like more exhausting. So like, I just want the discourse to stop. And like, yeah, it's like they're 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 trying to appeal to the gamers, and then they're trying to also bring these new people that aren't familiar with the games. So they try to water down things or well, change things around. I have a question for that then, Abzi. Do you think like, somebody who didn't play the games of Halo were really hoping to see Master Chief's dick? Because I don't I think don't. so. I don't I think don't. so, no. Yeah, I think yeah. I think that, that that is typically, and we've seen it, especially if you're older, you see it about once every 10 years. And I talk about this with like The Crow, where heroes are anti-heroes. We got to be anti-heroes. Everything's got to be your, your anti-guy. And then after yeah. a while, they went back towards like expendables and stuff where no, they're just, they're good guys at this point. And then it's, and now we're back to the point where it's like, let's be edgy. And it's like, dude, mm -hmm. put the mascara down. You don't need eyeliner. You're 40. Make a fucking mm -hmm. normal show about Halo. And the thing about That's the Halo, really good point. and the thing That's about really Halo that bothers me, is I'm just going to be brutally honest here. I like a lot of the people at Microsoft, and I have a really I consider it one of the best relationships. But if they were to ever say, "How have we handled Master Chief in the last 15 years?" I would say you've handled it worse than any other major IP of any other studio and or platform maker ever. Master Chief <laughs> Collection didn't fucking allow you to actually play the game in co-op. They couldn't even get the games to load. It was a piece of shit when it came out. It was a piece of shit. And I don't care if developers watching. I don't give a fuck. You made a bad... That was bad. Technically bad. It's taken you years to even get it working. 
mm-hmm. did the same thing with all this other stuff, and they gave it to a guy who then basically admits, we didn't even talk about Halo. We, like, we're trying mm-hmm. to do something different. And you're all, what are you guys doing? You're not building mm-hmm. on the fan base so that the fan base tells others who are not in the fan base it's good. That's how you. Mm-hmm. That's the normal trajectory yes. that you always get. Instead, mm-hmm. you've made fans enemies of that mm-hmm. show. Like, that makes no one in any other mm-hmm. no one ever ever in any other entertainment spectrum says that's let's such a do good this. perspective that you just said where it's like nobody who who was uninterested in halo before was like you know what i'm interested in seeing this new character's dick yeah yeah it's yeah. never happened so, it's so yeah, it's never happened that's not a question that exists like yeah. nobody's wondering that nobody yeah. <laughs> go ahead mike so i have three thoughts one uh and i talked about this earlier with resident evil sometimes there are things that are fine on their own but bad in the context of yeah connection cowboy bebop is one of those i think cowboy bebop what they had could have been something if it wasn't attached to cowboy bebop mm-hmm, mm-hmm, does that make sense mm-hmm. yeah, like the show does. would have been a fine fun it does. sci-fi it does. thing yeah but cowboy bebop is amazing yeah and the show yeah. was not I would not have minded Vicious's portrayal if Vicious previously didn't exist. And I'm just looking at this guy. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing with this guy? You know? Right. And, like, and, and, you know. and oh, God, Mike. And and that comes in, in in different directions. Like like yes, you can stick to the source meal, but then you got stuff like Arrow is not Green Arrow. It never was. It was a completely different thing that sort of started. And even a lot of the MCU or DC universe those aren't the same characters like Scarlet Witch has become Mm -hmm. the comic Scarlet Witch, Mm -hmm. but that was still a range of like 15 years, probably a decade or sorry, a decade. Yeah. Not 15 years, decade. Yeah. Where she wasn't actually the comic Scarlet Witch. She just had the name and they were doing similar things. Mm -hmm. So I'm generally fine with that, but the vibe is what they need to capture. Mm-hmm. And the thing mm-hmm. with the Halo show mm-hmm. is that what people want are people in powered suits doing cool shit. Mm-hmm. That's all you really needed for the Halo. Yeah, we got that, like we got like twenty minutes of a total. You know, we got twenty minutes of a total in the whole show. And that's know? why, by the way, I will continually give kudos to a company that a lot of people hate, and that's Take Two. Or, uh, uh, sorry, not Take Two. Um, uh, Tales, the guys who did uh, The Walking Dead. Um, Tales games, the stories of The Walking mm-hmm. Dead or whatever, with um the little girl and and those characters. Yeah, I actually, Clementine. Clementine, I actually feel that they nailed the switch over incredibly well. Like especially that first series was just Wolf yeah. Among Us. Yeah, the Wolf Among Us was amazing. And when you read the comics, it's additive. It's additive. Mm-hmm. It's not subtractive. And if a character's slightly different, you can see the stretch and go A to B. We haven't talked about, but I get why B was A at one point. And mm-hmm. the vibe is so key. My mic really hit on the head. Yeah, like yeah. if you get, if you get nail that feeling and that vibe, like I don't think a lot of people are going to complain. Yeah. 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 It's, like the, the, the X-Men movies weren't really X-Men. Blade mm-hmm. wasn't actually Blade. And in fact, it was not Blade at all, really. Black yeah. into yeah. what Blade became in the comics. But the vibe is what you got to, and mm-hmm. you, you have to ask yourself, what's the vibe that people are looking for from the game? the thing that they enjoy and how can I bring that over and like Resident Evil for the parts that I saw like like Gene's like oh the Wesker stuff is interesting because Wesker and the show is like a scientist he's doing 
Umbrella Corp shit. Mm-hmm. Whereas the teen side, it could have been, it, it, it might be fine. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But that's not, not the vibe, the vibe not that the you're vibe looking for from Resident Evil. Yeah, it became interesting once Wesker got involved and he was bringing the Resident Evil vibe into the teen drama stuff, you know, like literally. Uh, if you watch the show, like, 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 yeah, it's crazy. It's got to yeah, be. The vibe. That's the thing. I feel like with the vibe itself, a lot of these adaptations, it's not focused enough or just don't know what to do with it, where they're just t- trying to like just spread their seed all over, like The Witcher, you know what I mean? You got Geralt from the game, and then, then you got like, characters from, from the, the books, books and stuff from, and then, yeah and the, and then they're trying to make it into like this weird like timey why me shit where they want to confuse people and it's like do you know why that just, just worked though Abzi, they did hire the one actor who knows what the fuck he's who talking knows about. yeah because he portrayed girl no, like that, game they, the director well. asked him questions even the director has admitted that there are times where they sit down with him and he's like this won't fly this is not like where this should go because it's going to go off the rails if we continue this way. He actually knows what he's talking about. Yes, and luckily dude, that's enough, why he was like, nice. Yeah, he was like the only character I I, I liked out of that in, that, in uh, the Witcher that actually portrayed the characters I know and love. And, uh, and and my last thought was the subvert the expectations. I think that's going to probably also fall away a little bit uh, yeah. because probably the biggest movie of the summer is Top Gun Maverick, right? Uh, which is a brick standard story like just the opposite of that there are no twists (laughs) right in top gun maverick (laughs) whatsoever as you're watching it you're like all right i know the twist is that there is no twist (laughs) the twist is tom cruise didn't die in an airplane while filming it like (laughs) every time he shows up in a movie i'm quite literally no lie whenever he talks about the next movie he's doing i'm like i'm waiting for the morning brief to say tom cruise dies in the most spectacular airplane car hydrophone underwater submarine crash ever and i'm like that's the way to go out man if you're gonna go out go out being like i'm gonna one-up myself every single time and what happens is i think people i'm not gonna say everybody but i think sometimes these directors don't have a lot of um talent to do that but they want to do it they're like i Mm want to subvert it and it's like there's some people who are really good at that you'll see some people who are just like oh wow i mean admittedly a lot of people don't like what's not torrentino pizza what the fuck's his name the director uh Tarantino? Nolan? Christopher? No, Tarantino. Tarantino. What's the pizza? What the- yeah, the pizza's Tornitino's <laughs> over here. There's like a, a 99 yeah, yeah. cent pizza. And I always oh, get okay. the names mixed up. But that dude, for a long time, was able to subvert as well as also pay homage to whatever yeah, he's got. Right. Like, he was yeah, yeah. very good at that. At points, you like, wow, he's... And I don't even like most of his movies, but I'm like, dude, I can tell why somebody likes that. Where if you say mm. the Halo show, if one of you guys came on here and said, I love the Halo show, I'd be like, we need to fight because there's no <laughs> chance that you like it. It doesn't make any sense. Um, but I think Mike's I actually right. enjoyed it until the end. And then I was like, you know yeah. what? I actually kind of hate the show. <laughs> I think Mike's right, though, that hopefully this starts to go a little bit away and people who know yes. they can do that will do it. And people who yeah. um, the, the companies will say, oh, we want the fans on our side because gaming is one of the few places where they actively will go after their own fan base. And that's what they did with Halo. Yes. They're like, oh, we know 80 billion gillion people love Halo. If they do a Gears of War, I swear to God, it's going to be a teen It's romance. like a big fuck you. Like it's Yeah. Just... And instead, why not make it like what it is? I mean, we already know mm-hmm. that Gears of War yeah. guys have gone through thousands of battles. Let's do it, man. Let's make a mm-hmm. Gears of War where every day you're like, holy shit. In fact, what blows me away is this, this goes out of games for a second. 
Orville is a better Star Trek than almost any Star Trek has ever been. Yeah. Ooh, Strange New Worlds. Mm. Strange New Worlds is, is I sort of like Strange New Worlds. I, I don't like Dimensions. Um, but his idea, it's, it's a brilliant idea. He's like, let's go in, sell it as a comedy, get people to buy off on it. And then over time, we're going to subtly alter it to be more and more mm -hmm. like serious. serious until this last season. You're like, holy shit. This is un the space scene in the first episode of Orville is better than almost any movie I have ever seen. Like I've watched that first episode 10 times going like, how did they pay for this? It's ridiculous. The amount of, and they're one of the few that's been able to do that and sort of skew things and say, we're going to put more comedy, but we're not going to do it to where it's dumb. We're just going to do it sort of like if all of us were on a spaceship, like we'd say some stupid shit. We would, mm -hmm. we'd do some stupid stuff. And yet at the same time, still be backed up by story. And mm -hmm. admittedly, I've, I've gained a ton of respect for, um, what's his name? Seth MacFarlane. Seth. It like humanizes them and it makes those stories more impactful because yeah. it's so relatable. Yeah. I mean, there, you know? there, there's a lot of, of mileage to be done in, in doing the thing, but taking off the serial numbers, as I like to call it, mm -hmm. like, uh, Zack Snyder, yeah. who is, uh, can a visionary be a director can but, be <laughs> but, i'm kidding i'm kidding but yeah <laughs> no i mean i i think zach snyder i, I like uh, him a lot I like has him a, lot. A, a very good visual style his storytelling is a little bit um mm -hmm, and his yeah. films are uneven but mm -hmm. he has rebel moon coming up which is literally a pitch that he pitched to lucasfilm for star wars which is just seven samurai and then the solo Star Wars story shit happened and they just moved away from all of that. Um, and so he's just, Netflix was like, hey, we'll give you the money to do that pitch. So Rebel Moon is just his Star Wars on its own. It might not be good, but I like to see the idea. And one of the benefits that he gets to do is you don't have to fucking worry about canon. You don't have to worry about right. fandom or whatever. Like everyone can look at it and go, oh, that's definitely just fucking Star Wars, dude. But it's his, so he can do whatever the fuck he wants with it. One of the best. And uh, two, oh, go ahead. Oh, and, and two good examples of like getting the vibe right and reinventing the characters are the, the two big two Marvel and DC characters, Spider-Man and Batman. Yeah. Uh, Spider-Man was reinvented with Ultimate Spider-Man, which like predates like all the reboot like, like yeah. things uh, back in back in the 90s. And then Batman begins, you know, uh, what Christopher Nolan did, you know, he, he captured the vibe of a Batman movie in like a big Hollywood thing. And people are like, yeah, this, this rules and started the whole wave of like grounded versions of like of like characters like, in, in films, yeah. you know, yeah, it's, gritty grounded versions of it, you know, it's interesting to me because one of the best sci fi shows in the world was basically going to be Star Trek. And that was Babylon 5. And mm -hmm. th they basically stole Deep Space Nine from him. And that didn't work out and he made Babylon five and you can see the, you can see the excellence of somebody who probably was going to go towards IP, which is Star Trek stuff, but because he couldn't and because it didn't work out, did his own thing, which became one of the best shows that I've probably ever seen on TV. And it's, I, I do like these guys getting flexibility, but sometimes it feels like when these new guys come in, they maybe have one or two sh movies before they get in the Hollywood grind. Where it's like you get one or two freedoms and then you get into the grind. Some people are really yeah. good at staying out of the grind. Like, what's his name with? He always does creatures with multiple eyes. Um, the guy who did uh, Hellboy. 
the first, yeah, the well, first yeah, well, turn. Turn. yeah. Oh, yeah. he pretty much can get away with whatever weirdness, and the, it it really depends on how much weirdness he has if you if you like it or not. But it seems like a lot of people get in the grind of Hollywood after a while. They get in the grind, of, and I think we see it with the developers. I like I said, I really didn't think Death Stranding would be good, and I tease it all the time because I didn't enjoy it. But I'm obviously it's good. Like I can look at it and go, that's good. And I worried about him having no control. Or as in, sorry, nobody to control him. But you can see that it's like him stepping away and doing his own thing. You're like, damn, you know, it worked. Some and sometimes, uh, you know, sometimes y'all y'all need that uh, that control. You need that. Uh, like I said, uh, you Snyder, need some. Yeah, Snyder need, is uneven and George and Lucas is. People yeah. always say George Lucas, his his stuff sort of went astray when his wife stopped and there was multiple people who were editing his stuff and looking through it and once that all sort of went and well look at harrison ford when he was married originally stodgy now he's got an earring and flies planes sometimes you got to step away just depends um when you guys look at games do we have other questions because i wanted to i want to go with some philosophical stuff for these guys oh maybe we can hit one more of those uh gene are you okay for uh, you still yeah I, I probably have to log off pretty soon i'm getting the, my energy levels that's what i was you know what carrick we, we hit the main ones from what we said already so if you want to move on to sure let's, the let's philosophical okay stuff. so we okay let me see if i can i i want to make sure i remove anybody i'm talking bad about <laughs> um <laughs> should be fine okay we'll start the con we'll start with a small question and then we'll get to the bigger one have you guys ever when when reviewing games oh you could also say reviewing doing politics for gene and games and all this other stuff that you've done uh mike it's mostly going to be about games but have you guys ever felt that you have been personally uh thumbprinted due to your reaction of a game a movie or an interview oh 100 percent could you explain without could you explain within whatever means you need to explain it how you felt that came back to you negatively uh i remember uh last year i spoke about how you know ghost of tsushima's uh portrayal of japanese cinema uh really wasn't that accurate to actual japanese like samurai film and uh and then in, as part of that discussion i you know i also talked about how you know mainland japanese folks might might find it a little more interesting than mm -hmm. like uh than like um, japanese americans right because mm -hmm. japanese americans are, are worried about portrayal here because we're, we're they're, they're just not the majority whereas like in japan they're like oh check out this cool game it's it's, it's about us and it's about samurai that's awesome and it plays well so of course they're gonna love it right and they're not gonna have a big cow about it. And then that turned into like me like labeling me as like some kind of SJW. And I was like like talking about like like how Ghost of Tsushima is like like uh like um um what's the word? Oh my god, my, my brain farted um cultural appropriation, right? Oh, cultural appropriation. And I was not saying that at all. Some other people were saying that, and I actually disagree with that. And I, I'll tell you why I disagree, because I believe that the samurai is global iconography. Like you cannot, you you cannot simply like just like 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 the samurai is being adapted everywhere by every culture, you know. Like you can't just like claim the samurai anymore, mm -hmm. you know. Like the Ninja Turtles, like the the last Ninja Turtles book is called The Last Ronin. Are people gonna accuse the the Ninja Turtles of of, of appropriation? I don't know. Um, like like how far does that go? 
So I was not even talking about like anything about cultural appropriation in Ghost of Tsushima, but I was talking about the cultural nuances and how I thought that it just didn't live up to the summary film. And then that suddenly turned me into an SGW. Oh, he's he's doing that. Fortunately, a lot of people kind of saw my argument and they're like, actually, he didn't say any of that. And I actually kind of see what he's saying. So that turned out pretty nicely. But I still see that linger right now where it's like, aren't you the guy who said Ghost of Tsushima was cultural appropriation? And it's like it's exhausting yeah. because it's such a nuanced topic to talk about, and I just don't want to fucking talk about it. Right. So yeah, I think the biggest yeah. problem is so many people right now just do not read the actual articles. They read yeah, the yeah. titles and that's it, and they pass it to yeah. friends. And then you know it's like whispering uh, someone uh, into someone's ear, and then he whispers it telephone. Else's ear. it's telephone. Like, yeah, telephone. Yeah, exactly. And, that, and also people people just make up their own arguments in their head. Like they read yes. one thing and they're like, "Oh, he's saying this," even though I'm not saying that at all. You know, like they're just like 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 they, they just can't fucking read it. You know, I I, they don't. I, I had one of those. I went on a rant recently because there was one. Yeah. It was about the uh, Steam Deck guy over at GameSpot wrote about the Steam Deck, and he was like, "The Steam Deck makes." Nintendo directs less exciting for me. And everyone was like, oh, are you saying the Steam Deck is going to kill the Switch? It's like, no, he was mm. just saying that a lot of what he gets out of Nintendo directs are indie games and he can just play them on the Steam Deck now. Yeah. And that that was a very that is a like, valid point. It was a very mm-hmm. personal argument yeah. and a valid point. And everyone mm-hmm. like, I don't even know the dude. Like, I'd never heard of the dude who wrote it until then. I was just like, are, are y'all seriously like like yes you can be like yeah but, i mean the steam deck is not a switch killer that's they're they're two completely different machines yeah mm-hmm. but this guy had a very personal argument and no one actually read the article mm-hmm. yeah. yeah i read the article and i was like the only problem i have is the actual tweet itself where it changed the headline of the article yeah. to, to make it make it more generalized and like represent GameSpot's view but like when I actually read the article, I was like, this article is totally fine. Like, I totally see that. That's fine. Yeah. Like a, a, a huge problem I have is like a lot of people go like, well, we can't, you know, there's no good information out there. The media and it's all like outrage. And so it's like, dude, I swear to God, I swear to God, if you actually read the articles, there is good information that you can, you know <laughs> yes. what I mean? There is, it's out there. You just have to kind of click. And just you know that yeah. extra step, and it doesn't take more than like five to ten. But minutes. to their point, the tweet was mis was misrepresenting the article, so that there is still garbage in the media. Like, like <laughs> I, I, I will always say that that there's fucking trash in the media, and I'm and I'm part of the mainstream media, you know, and yeah. like like we engage in that same bullshit too, clickbait yeah. shit, you know. So like I'm tired of it too, but you also have to read the article so you can kind of like calm down a bit. I talked to Andy. <laughs> um, first of all, uh, Gene, do you need to go? So. Uh, as we continue, are you okay for a little bit, or what do you want to do? Maybe I, I guess I just tired myself out by cussing so much. <laughs> <laughs> I um maybe, maybe, maybe that fire is a good way to go out. So okay, you know, better right. to burn, better to burn out than to fade away, right? Uh, so. We're gonna stay on and talk, Mike. Are you still okay yeah, for good. a couple minutes? Yeah, okay, good. I want to say, yeah. Gene, dude, one of the best people I've met. You're you're it, honestly, man. Like I've followed you for a long time. I don't even remember how we started talking in on. Twitter. I just, I just I followed even... you. I just I just followed you, and I was like, dude, I love ACG. Like, I love his reviews. Like, I I'm not gonna play a game or buy a game until I watch like what he's what he's gonna say. And if he doesn't review it, then like I'm shit out of luck. So, that's <laughs> but it. I I just want to say, man, it's been it's been an absolute pleasure. And every Friday, as I tell Mike and the people that I want on here, every Friday is open to you at any time. Um, I, I, I want to be here because 
I want to be here because I got good energy right now and I need some good energy back and I got it from all you guys. So. Yeah. Hey, man, Dude, it was, awesome. it was an absolute pleasure to meet you. It's a pleasure, man. It is. I, 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 yeah. I miss you, baby, Jean. Uh, <laughs> I miss you too, Mike. We got, because we, we're, 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 we're not that far away. We're, we're neighbors. COVID, we're neighbors. As soon as I'm healthy again, then, yeah. as soon as I'm healthy again, we're going to grab lunch again and, and coffee and beer or something like that for sure, man. All right. So everybody watching, right. make sure to follow Gene and uh, read his article that he's got pinned with Kojima. Right? You said that was yep. the one that's and, pinned. Yep. I'm following you right on Twitter. <laughs> yep. And thank you, Chat, for supporting ACG. Uh, keep the super chats coming, and I'll, see, I'll talk to you guys online. All see right. You see you, Gene. Have a good one, man. Take care, man. Yeah. Thank you. Bye. Um, what I was gonna say was, uh, so yeah, make sure you follow Gene and every he's dude. He's fucking so awesome. Um. So moving on to the conversation of this, I wanted to, I wanted to say that, so you guys were talking about, oh man, I don't want to lose this. What was that last question? We were talking about, uh, the article. responses the, to stuff, right? Uh, yeah. Things the, that, the carried, stamp. that carried forward, like that, that put a stamp on you and carried forward. Yeah. So I talk with Andy Lanique all the time and he, uh, PR does chef. He's come on multiple times. Just, he's dude. I, again, I he's can't believe guy. how lucky I've been that every one of my first contacts was awesome. Like, it's ridiculous how lucky I feel. Um, one day I posted on Twitter the bar graph for views. And what I had done was I had done a, a video and I saw it, it was stagnant. It was flat, right? So I changed the thumbnail to grabby clickbait thumbnail. And the views, it was unbelievable. And what I did was I basically copied how other YouTubers usually do their reviews by putting like the answer in there and trying to make mm -hmm. it sound like, uh, is it the worst thing ever? You know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> I saw this massive influx. It was, it was beyond belief how quick that caught on and people started clicking on it and it had already gone past my subscribers. So it wasn't them. It was, it was like the algorithm had grabbed it. And it's interesting to me that we consistently see it. We all consistently know, but, and everybody consistently bitches about it. But it's such a small group that bitch and such a small group that know. And uh, one of the things I always try to tell people is like, when you come to ACG and you're like, you're a patron of mine and you're bitching about microtransactions and I'm bitching back to you about them, we don't get out either. It doesn't get past us. No matter how I name something, it like ends up in the same group, in the same trash bin. And I don't mean that in a bad way. But it's, we're all in the same trash bin and our complaints and our things that we consider important are right here. But the mainstream stage of gamers don't give a shit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So there was a, a post on the Final Fantasy, 7, uh, Final Fantasy 14 Reddit and it was about the, partially that the, the um, Asmin and others, the, the streamer. I remember. I know thing. the post you're talking about. And it, it was like a whole bunch of like, you know, a news thing happens and then you get a bunch of videos and all streamer face reaction, like, streamer face surprise. Right, yeah. Right. Oh, and everyone was like, oh man, I fucking hate this. And then someone was like, one of the posts in there was like, well, actually, you know, one of the guys explained that like the difference between not doing that and doing that in terms of actual views is huge. Massive. And when that's your livelihood, you're going to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, and part of that is just because, like, as you said, there's a, like there's a, a hardcore enthusiast crowd of gamers, and that's who a lot of we're talking to. That's who we are. And but outside, there's a groundswell of just people who sort of 
just play games and just sort of watch games and so like a lot of the vocal stuff isn't actually what and and my funny thing is always like um I, I just did a tweet about it. The Flash TV show is terrible. I haven't watched it since season four and it's terrible. Everyone I talked about is terrible, but every time they update a season on Netflix, it jumps into the top 10. Yeah. So there's a lot of motherfuckers watching that show. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I think fucking somebody's love it. watching. I'm one, of, I'm one of them, but I know it is also not great, uh, but I am one of them who will watch it. I would not you know post that it's amazing but right. i think i think there's like a lot of people that think these communities or, or vocal people are just it's just one big hive mind you know what i mean like someone would be browsing through twitter and maybe four or five posts talking about how like a certain game is bad is enough for them to say people just don't like it you know yeah. what i mean right and 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 it's that vocal minority where it just blows things up and it's like then it's like a chain reaction because of the internet where it's like, okay, I'm going to tell this because I saw this post here. It's like, now everybody's talking about it in your head. You know what I mean? The people yeah. that the, the people you interact with. Right. Or like uh, NBA 2K is horrible and rife with microtransactions, but there's a very concerted, like, like half of my family who NBA 2K is the only game they pick up. Yeah. Each yep. year. Mm-hmm. And they yeah. are perfectly fine. And that does not mean that the microtransactions are fine or that everything's, but they also, uh, especially when you're reviewing it, let people know like, Hey, don't spend $60. This part doesn't work. It doesn't live yeah. up to this or, but there's also just the, the sheer craft of it. Just being like, damn, like y'all can just, yeah. It's like, a, it's like Anthem when I was like, okay, this is a terrible game, but God damn the music and how much work and they the put in three into minutes that. of fa- fighting. That yeah, that was actually was, fun after the 20, 30 minute huge. fucking loading yes. screen. Dude, motherfuckers. Anthem was such a tease because I remember previewing that going, it can't possibly be doing what it's doing. There's no way this would be a full game. But that minute to minute, I remember talking to you and you were like, dude, you were spinning and shooting missiles. And it was just it looked because we streamed it. And it was like, yeah. oh, my God, there's just so many things going on. And then you realize they somehow truncated and cap. they put it in a capsule of that three minutes of battle. Yeah. And you, you you were so it was such a weird feeling to come out and and realize that game that is what like it you was. want it to be so yes. good and then well and I think we all wanted Cyberpunk it. to be good like when oh, you yeah. saw Cyberpunk what I was gonna say about um it's so funny because you were mentioning like what we see it is mind blowing to see U- Ubisoft this is covered in the Valhalla walk in the walk Ubisoft actually stated a very healthy thought process and i want johnny and abzi to answer their the question in just a second but i want to state this i thought it was really cool when they were making origins and into odyssey and now valhalla there's an actual statement that they have internally which is that we will accept small mistakes to deliver the bigger picture and despite me picking on those small mistakes and finding that so many of them maybe added up to not enjoying uh, one of those games i love that attitude Because there is no author, there is no musician, there is no creator in the world who thinks from one to 100, everything is great. It is, if you're a good creator, you will, unless you're egotistical. You'll always critique the shit out of your There is something there that you know by time and by resources you weren't able to hit. And I liked that Ubisoft was, that was a top-down thing. And the fact that Geese was the one who added something to Valhalla that I honestly was like, he added that? It was cool to see, like... That energy, that like, it's okay. It is okay if we have an issue here and there because the the big bold thing 
We all remember every football game we won. Maybe we trounced somebody, but maybe you had a couple bad innings. Or not innings, that's baseball, but had a couple bad downs. And you're like, you know what? We had a couple bad yeah. ones, but we had a great game. And, and we'd leave too much. Like, you talk Anthem. Like, Anthem, like the fact that you're playing, you're on the ground, you're shooting, you can go straight to flying. That, that worked. Oh, and yeah. they could have They could have taken that and make made another game yep a single player game even an, another online game like you had the the core there but it, they're never going to go back to that and that's that's a shame like yeah. yeah and i understand why they they didn't actually do the whole remaking thing or you know no man's skying it because obviously it's way riskier yeah. you know but uh but fuck i really wanted that <laughs> you yeah. know they posted and they asked people, and I saw a lot of people saying, we don't want you to continue to try to make Anthem. And I was one of the few people on Twitter going, no, I want them to. I don't. Mm -hmm. I want them to try to, re if they think that they can figure out a way technically to handle the loading, cut that down, handle, I was like, there is something in Anthem I absolutely do enjoy, but I was uh, definitely the smaller crowd <laughs> in that crowd. Like there were, and yeah. I'm talking huge journalists. People were like, it just needs to go away. And I'm like, all right, man, I, I'm not going to win this battle. You know, I'm, I'm definitely going to win it. Yeah, I um, mean, they, they even probably thought of so much lore for it in the world. And like, it's just there's gone, a lot of work yeah. that's gone. But Johnny and Abzi, let's finish this up uh, with your guys's. What's the one gaming moment? One massive gaming moment. Can it be I have a specific funny? one as well. Go ahead, for, Johnny. for me, it's uh, well, Elden Ring had many like mm. awesome locations that, you know, you walk into and immediately you're whoa let, let me you know take a minute to take in the whole location but i remember specifically the area where you fight millennia millennia yeah the halleck tree the halleck tree halleck tree yeah halleck tree location dude i kept going into that and like it keeps going down and, and you go to the roots it's an insane ah oh, <laughs> insane location man and it speaks to what mike said before which is like they had no restrictions on what was possible, dude. They just said, listen, <laughs> you're going to get into this area and it's just going to keep going. And it's this crazy, right. uh, impossible area. I love it. Yeah. What about you, Abzi? Um, I've, I've talked about like an amazing moment where, you know, you're on the horse and fighting the dragon, how, you know, it was like a dream as a kid. But I'll talk about a funny one now that I re distinctly remember and it stuck with me since high school. And... Um, and it was, we were playing, so I had two of my friends over, and it was after school, it was the last day of school, and uh, two of us were playing either Kanan Lynch or, or Army of Two, you know, back when, back when co-op games were a thing, mm -hmm. and then my third friend was, was on the side, on his laptop, playing World of Warcraft, and you know, I was like, basically by the desk next to my friend and my buddy was kind of far away from the desk. He was like sitting up like a few feet away. And um, we, you know, when we were kids, we would like punch each other and shove each other and do stupid shit. So my friend on the right, who was playing world of Warcraft kind of shoved me just out of nowhere, just shoves me. And I was like sitting here, my, the controller was like on the desk right next to my hand and I twitch and I kind of shoot out the shoot out the controller and the controller projectiles and lands on my other friend's private parts, like two feet away. <laughs> and it was the most hilarious fucking entropy thing I've ever witnessed uh, happen. It's yeah. cool that we have memories of that, like that uh, it's grown to be online now, which a little less personal. Like my friends don't come over as much to play a game because there's usually online multiplayer. 
But it, it's crazy to think how far gaming has gone. Like Mike said, it's crazy to think that they had to tell you in the Atari 2600 version of Indiana Jones, they had to tell you who you were because the graphics were so bad. They actually yeah. stated you're the you're the white blob with the yellow hat or the yellow blob with the white hat. I can't remember. And I was like, wow. And now we're at a point where No Man's Sky. I mean, dude, I just saw No Man's Sky recently and some of the updates. And I was just like, it's it's beyond it's beyond my dreams, which I feel insanely. Um, what's the term? I'm not happy, but uh, blessed that as a kid. Whatever I had dreamed a VR game would be is actually not equaling VR of No Man's Sky. That's it. It's um, it's awesome. It is so cool. I, I in fact, I feel a little bit bad that some people don't have that moment for themselves. Hopefully, they get it. But I feel pretty, pretty like that's a cherished moment to to play that game and be like, holy shit, man, it's better than my dreams. We're there. We're there. We're there. We're there. No longer am I wishing for VR going to Remember Toys R Us. Remember the age old saying, it looks real. Remember how many times you were as a kid, you'd be playing a Saturn game with its big, nasty polygons. You'd be like, look, Panzer Dragon Organ. That's a real dragon. Look at that. And you'd have arguments with your friend. <laughs> yeah. You'd be playing uh, the Sewer Shark 16-bit you know, CD games and they'd show a real person. It's You're like, that is Dana Plato from fucking different strokes or whatever. Like you knew and you were like, she's really there. This is all real. And now we're playing it and we're, we're, we're still saying it when you watch Forza or GT seven, it's, I don't know. It's phenomenal. Yeah. Like time. what's going to happen 10 years from now? I know. Like, what the fuck are they 10 years do? from now, you won't be talking cause you'll probably be in VR and you'll just be yeah. thinking the answer to somebody else. Um, do we have anything else before we wrap this up? Is that I it? Mike, what are you working it? on? Are you working on anything you want to you want to talk about, or you want to wait? Uh, I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna oh. wait. Um, um, always um, leak it now. Doing Say games. It. Doing games. <laughs> He's salivating uh, for some stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, always writing about Final Fantasy XIV over at the Link Show, uh, and then just had a, a new game come in that I probably not embargoed. So could be Ed so, Walker. Yeah. Uh, yeah, of course it'd be. That ending was fucking amazing. But yeah, anyways. see, that's another one of those moments. Like, just yeah. like, ah, oh, this is amazing. absolute dopamine. Just like you know, when whatever happens happens, and you're like, holy fucking shit! You guys remember like, when oh. multiplayer was always known as the game? That multiplayer was always considered to be sort of not driven by the the title, but the people. The it was people. always the people. And then Final Fantasy, I think people were stuck for too long in World of Warcraft, where a lot of people liked some of the lore, but it wasn't necessarily an amazing story. Like you weren't, mm -hmm. but I've heard with Final Fantasy, I will admit that's the first one. And then the other one, I like the secret world where people were like, this story is single person. Secret level. world was dope. The oh. game let that down. Uh... It did, but I'll still play it, man. I got it installed. I still play it. <laughs> yeah, but the game game's mechanics are hot trash sometimes yeah i can't talk about I, I i am in the dragonflight alpha so i i can't talk about that oh yet. dude like no. i'm probably not gonna write it like write anything huge about it but you know for which one I, uh world of the warcraft new the, the new wow the, gotcha. the alpha started so oh I, damn i think we can talk about that yeah i've so seen asman like, play it i think uh show show off i, I yeah saw i don't think there are any embargoes or anything because they didn't send anything over. It was just on my my bliz on your on your list. Well, but that'll be it for like, us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I want to thank Mike. Any Friday is always open for you. 
definitely we'd love to have you on it's been an absolute blast it's it's awesome knowing you you're one of the just the coolest dudes and i love having you on here man you always oh, have good you, stories dude. always i like to hear those people are positive with some excitement we don't bring any <laughs> di dire you know dudes in dire Derek, who's always <laughs> bad talking games it's very cool to have you here thanks to all the people who are watching last we'll end this with johnny what are you streaming tomorrow uh, tomorrow I'm streaming Bioshock Infinite, the la the final stream where we finish the story. Oh, you're getting to the ending. Yes. You're getting to the... Oh, I need to watch that. I need to watch that. You're getting to the ending now. That'll be cool to see what you think of that. Because uh, personally, I liked one and two, but I actually think I skew towards liking Infinite more. So, And then mm. actually motivated by you guys, because you, you were uh, doing stuff on Deus Ex, I'm going to do next mm. Deus Ex. Deus Ex, uh, Deus, Deus. Deus? Yeah. Deus. yeah. Which which one? I've never known. Uh, human Revolution first, mm -hmm. and then okay. Mankind Divided. One. Yeah. Dude, I'm I'm Mankind Divided, I'm enjoying the hell out of because I'm doing a video Cyberpunk versus Deus Ex on Ooh. who does Cyberpunk better, which I'm sure is gonna piss off everybody. But there's, <laughs> oh, there's yeah. a really good description or really good uh like discussion that can happen around that. You're gonna like it, dude. I think you will. They're they're solid, man. I even like Shadow War. I know. The only one who did, but I actually like Deus Ex Shadow War. I, I, I enjoyed it. Okay. Anyway, that'll be it for us. Thank you, everybody, for watching. If you get a chance, check out everybody's channels. They'll be in the description. If you're doing timestamps, uh, 0001 is when we started. Two hours and 20, or two hours and 20 seconds is when we ended. There you go. Two timestamps, start and end. Peace out, everybody.